Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's unbelievably new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, or at least one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an action-packed two hours of great Xbox talk for you. And of course, we have a tremendous amount of topics as well as a stacked panel to keep us entertained, or at least to keep you entertained, hopefully. So let's start with the introductions. Now, we're going to start first with someone that was on the show once before. Apparently, we must have done a good enough job where he actually wanted to come back on. So that is a good sign. Please welcome back to the program, making his second appearance, 3-Bit. What's going on, dude? How you feeling? Hey, man. I'm doing good. Just ready to talk about some games. Great. Well, listen, it's great to have you here. Obviously, you are uh, a Marvel buff. You are also an Xbox fan, and those are two things that I could definitely get behind. And I want to say welcome, and, and thanks for taking the time to come hang out with us for another two hours of uh, positive Xbox talk. And I would, I'd like to uh, argue that it's probably some of the best Xbox talk on YouTube. Uh, next up, the cog that keeps this show rolling. You know him as the bravest man on the panel, willing to step in front of horror danger for all of us, and he does cook very well. Please welcome Chef Zemi. What's going on, dude? Man, I am always willing to fight off those zombies and ghouls and the, you know, the, just the, all undead creatures, so long as someone else goes through that door first. You know, that's 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 really my only policy. Uh, but man, dude, I'm doing super, super amazing. Um, you know, every time someone says, oh, it's, you know, 30 something days uh, until we'll get these Xboxes, like my heart skips a beat. And it's like, it really, is it, is it that close? I mean, it, it really just seems like it's just around the corner. Uh, can't wait to get my Series X. Can't wait to jump into all these amazing topics that you lined up for us, man. Well, thanks again for being here. And obviously, we actually we have a, a, a play date, so to speak, for this Friday, where we're going to try and run through once again for the third time. Man of Madon. Yes. Um, and we're going to get ready to play the new one that comes out at the end of the month for, you know, Halloween just in time. Joe, Joe, you're smiling. Did you did you do it? I am now part of Team Chalky Boy. <laughs> Good for you, brother. Listen, folks, before we get into the rest of the introductions, I probably should have opened the show with this, but I was I was all wrapped up in my excitement. If you are in the New York area or in an area where Costco, which is, of course, the warehouse um, shopping place, uh, they have Xbox Series X up for pre-order. Uh, they went live maybe about 30 minutes ago. Someone in the chat had dropped that in there, and I ran to the website and ordered one. And so you're saying, you said, wait a second, boom, you already have one. And yes, that is true. I do have one. In fact, I have that. I have a Series X and an S paid for. This particular X is the giveaway prize that my brother is donating to Double Barrel Gaming. As you know, if you are someone that maybe just recently found the channel, if you are a Patreon member or 
a channel member, you will be put into a pool of names where you might actually have a shot to win one of these magnificent consoles. And what are we giving away? Well, real quick, we're giving an Xbox Series X away. And of course, we pay for the taxes and shipping. And you will get that maybe a couple of days after the console releases, because obviously we have to get it and then get it to the winner. Um, and UK members are welcomed. We will just eat the shipping on what it costs to get it to the UK. Um, obviously, in America, it will get here. You know, you'll get your your console quicker. And the other big prize is the PlayStation Five Digital Edition with the seventy dollar edition of Miles Morales. And Mrs. Boom has also donated not only an Xbox Series X controller to uh to the you know we're going to pick another winner for that but we're also getting a dual sense that she purchased as well and if you drop a super chat in the any of the shows i have been collecting names for well over a month and we're going to put all of those names into one again a big pool and my brother mrs boomstick and i are giving away 10 copies that's right 10 xbox series x slash playstation 5 games one winner per game that's a, an additional 12 winners we decided to add because obviously the you know the community has been ultra you know supportive and generous with me so we wanted to kind of give back to you guys and gal so if you're new and you want to be a channel member, join. You have a chance to win a, a you know a console. You know, listen, you know five dollars a month is not bad for your chance to potentially win a five hundred dollar console. But again, obviously that will be uh, something that we're going to be getting to uh, when these consoles launch in early November. But let's continue with the introductions, and we're going to go right to Mr. Bedford, who has joined Team Fatback because he got his hands on Series X. Congratulations. Um, welcome to today's program. So this is a double win for you. Not only did you have an amazing birthday, not only did you get a Souls game for the price of just being you, and Mrs. Boomstick and I surprised you live on the, well, not live on the air, but on social media that we are getting you Spider-Man. Hopefully, you are going to uh, get other gifts, and now you just got another one. Yeah, but, well, that was the treat yourself. The Xbox was the treat yourself. I have, though, first off, I want to apologize, because we just recorded uh, the Trophy Room last night, which y'all should listen to. Absolutely. And um, after I, I finished recording, I, I was like, there was something I forgot, and I forgot to give you and Sin Vendetta a shout-out on that show oh, for no, those awesome presents. Um, but here's the reason why I forgot. My brother just, he, on my birthday, he beat everybody. I got the best gift in the world. You know, like, well, he's like, your brother, so that's a gift in itself. But exactly. He, he doesn't know how to edit, but like, he was able to stitch together all my real life friends together. And like, they told me like how much I matter to them and stuff. Um, and like, at the end of that video, my brother did the like most badass ultimate brother move which he got the voice of batman kevin conroy to wish me a happy birthday dude that's awesome and i you should like you should see my face i was just like what <laughs> it was it was it. one of the coolest things ever man so I got a really awesome brother, everybody. Um, but I'm also doing something for science right now. And I, and, and I, I don't know if, if you mind if I drop a link to the chat for something. Not at all. Drop whatever you want, brother. Um, on, on my Twitter, it's a total scientific poll. 
Uh, we've renamed the console wars. They're no longer the console wars. We're wanting a serious, serious stuff now, right? Like this is real. This is real world stuff. Okay, it's life or death here in the console war. So now it's <laughs> called Chonky Boy versus Big Boy. That's what we're calling the console nice. wars now. So we need to know on Twitter which Chonky or Big Boy does horizontal best. Mm, you decide. Hashtag Team Chalky Boy for life. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 alone. I, I just think that these consoles are both big. I think that the, I, I know that we have heard about the Series X being not as big as it looks. Like when you see it yeah. in person, you're like, oh, wait a second. This looks much bigger. Whereas, unfortunately, the PlayStation is big no matter where you see it. <laughs> exactly. And like, and like and real talk, too. Like, I, I like both console designs personally. But, dude, the Series X looks awesome. Like that, even if you could be like, what is it? Like Rosa, ro, ro, Rosa hot dog on it. Who cares? That thing looks freaking dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roast some hot dogs for sure. But thanks so much for being here. Uh, Joe, I'm glad that you had a great birthday. Uh, that's a big one. That's a big uh, win for you getting uh, Kevin Conroy, Batman himself. I wish you a happy birthday. That's pretty awesome. But let's continue with the introduction so we can start this show because people are probably looking at their watch and saying, what are they going to talk about games? So we're going to get there, folks. Uh, next up, you know him as, in my opinion, a content creator on the rise. Boxer Bear, we know him as Archimedes has been making killer videos each and every week, even though he almost lost a foot. Thank you for being here, Boxer Bear. <laughs> Glad that you're back, and uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks again for having me back. Um, yeah, I missed, uh, unfortunately, last week. I was sitting in the doctor's office, and I was just, come on, come on, let me in, let me in. I want to get to Boom's show, but uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it. Um, but I'm back this week, and I couldn't be more excited. We have so much to talk about. Um, the excitement, the next-gen excitement is in the air, and I just can't wait to discuss everything Xbox today. Yeah, I mean, again, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a fun show, folks. We're gonna have a really fun show, and 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 last, and in no way least, someone I think that might have worked himself into a tizzy, potentially a coma. Uh, VJ, you have been making the rounds on every podcast that would possibly have you, and for good reason, because I think you bring a lot to the table, just like you do on this show. Thanks so much for being here. How you feeling, there, brother? Uh, I'm good, Boom. Thanks so much for having me back on, and uh, please uh, accept my apologies for missing uh, yesterday's show. Oh, no, that's a bet. Don't don't be silly, brother. Listen, that was just a bonus show. Actually, as a matter of fact, it was pretty crazy. We had 800 people, 811 people show up to, to yesterday's show, which is pretty epic. I uh, got to be honest with you, and uh, that was again not, not a lot of fanfare, not a lot of uh, advertising time, but people want to talk about you know Xbox in a positive way, and I'm glad I could bring that to you uh, at least once a week, potentially sometimes twice. Now, uh, if you missed that show yesterday, I was actually uh, specifically asked what I am going to be doing the week these consoles release. Well, obviously I'm going to attempt to get some gaming in. It would be nice. Uh, but in truth, to keep, uh, you know, to keep the, the um, hype train rolling, I am going to be doing a live show every day of that week. Uh, one of which, the, the, the main ones are going to remain their times. Uh, there's going to be a primetime gaming one on Monday, which I believe is the uh, 11th um no that uh would be that'd probably be the the ninth i think so whatever that whatever that week is prime time is going to stay the same um uh, breakfast at boom on friday morning is going to stay the same uh, the xbox factor podcast on thursday will remain where it is uh we will have additional shows for tuesday and wednesday 
Uh, and it's probably going to be, but one is going to be uh, Xbox, you know, the first 24 hours. And uh, the other one's going to be about the PlayStation 5, the first 24, hour, 24 hours with the console, what we played. And we're going to obviously get those panels adjusted appropriately uh, when we get closer to that date. But let's let's uh, let's open the show with um, some bites and bits. Obviously, if you're new, the bites and bits are smaller topics that don't necessarily hold the conversation for more than 30 minutes, but they are relevant and information that some some other uh, podcast may or may not be talking about. So I, I like to put these in here because it gives us uh, something fun to talk about. Now, look. Uh, in an article that was written by Xbox Wire, many gamers in the community have been using the tagline "Xbox has no games," uh, uh, and, and more so, they have t- uh, they've touted that the Xbox has no first-party games. But you know what? Uh, quietly and uh, not suspiciously at all, in, 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 in 2020, Xbox Game Studios released and published 10 titles so far, and I don't really think people equate. That that they they've done that many games. Now, granted, I, I do I do want to you know just say right out, I am not suggesting that these games um, are better, um, have a, a higher meta, or even are comparable to something like a Ghost of Tsushima or a Last of Us Two. I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm what I'm saying though for this particular conversation is Microsoft has put out ten games this year. And that is a lot of games, especially when you look at, you know, considering that they have struggled to put out a lot of first party content. So I'm going to break down the games and we're going to get into, of course, the panel's opinion on this. Uh, and of course, you know, before I do that, I want to bring up the, the, the actual page article. So, you know, obviously you, so you can get a visual look at the games I'm talking about. You know, we had Ori and the Will of the Wisps. We had Bleeding Edge, Minecraft Dungeons, Grounded. Flight Simulator, Battletoads, Tell Me Why, Wasteland 3, and Age of Empires 3. Now, if you if you just look down at the bottom half, uh, it, it clearly says growing li- lineup and now into the future. And they obviously put a ton of games. You got Halo Infinite, you got Fable, you got Forza, you got Avowed, you got Hellblade, you got Ava- Av- Avowed, you have... Um, uh, Dusk Falls, you got Psychonauts 2, I, I mean, the, the State of K3, it's, the list goes on and on of what is coming. But when you, again, when you look at what they have put out, people really don't think about it because obviously there, there isn't a ghost of Tsushima in there, at least in my opinion. And again, each each gamer is their own. You know, you might find that, um, you know, Last of Us 2 is not your, it's not your kind of game. But you you found you found solace in Wasteland Three, for instance. That that, that for you is it, uh, you know reigns supreme. Or even Flight Simulator did it for you, and you know Ghost of Tsushima didn't. I wouldn't even argue with that. But the fact that Microsoft has put out ten games in a time where we're still waiting for all of their big big bangers to come, which we're going to see hit. Um, you know, in, in, in 21, 22, and potentially obviously 23, it's pretty interesting. Three, but I, I want to go to you first on this, brother. When 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 I put this topic together, I, I even myself was a little taken aback by how many games are out for Microsoft's uh, Xbox Game Studios. And what is coming in the future is an onslaught of games, especially when you add Bethesda into the mix. What are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah, so... 
Xbox has around what is it, twenty three studios now, and yes. and inside those studios, they're working on multiple projects. And I believe thirty six to be exact. Yeah, thirty six something studios. So if you were to count the the studioception going on with the Bethesda purchase, so to debate on the Xbox has no games narrative, we we are entering a new generation and then still have the repercussions of the last one where, where Sony has won the conversation of games in the, the casual market. I think not only did Sony get complacent because of that with their features, I think both the media and and Sony got caught off guard in general <laughs> with, with what you were saying about the article. Um, I, I You see consistently that, uh, that Sony kind of gets praised for mediocrity sometimes while Microsoft is held to like the higher standard. Um, but th there are games coming, you know, if anything, YouTubers are the ones pushing the positive messaging for Xbox more than the media outlets. Um, and it's extremely impressive and innovative what, what Xbox is doing. They are literally leading the front on good value proposition with customers like offering your next gen console at monthly prices or upgrading older games on just pure hardware level. Um, and yeah, they went from five studios. If pe people really think about it. They went from five studios and I believe is 2013 to now 23. Um, yeah, it did. It's, 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 it's pretty, again, when you say it out loud, it's an it's an impossible thought, right? Think about this, and and I always bring this up because no one seems to take it serious, at least in the gaming media, and you never see anyone else talking about this. Post E3 2018, seven studios. 2020, 23 studios. <laughs> that's over three times. I mean, that's uh, think about what it takes to pull that off, and they're not even done yet which is why it's even more impressive. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I, I, it's just unheard of, right? You, you go from uh, these studio acquisitions, um, and it, it's amazing. I think people are, are, are just waiting to see the repercussions of that. And, and if you think about it, um, Microsoft is now the, the home of Western RPGs. Yes, um, indeed. Fable, Avowed, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Outer Worlds 2. And I think the whole Xbox has no games narrative is, is pretty much dead at this point. And it's it's all about what you prefer because Sony's exclusive lineup, for the most part, are third-person action-adventure games, which is fine. And those are amazing titles. But there's, there's no need to say Xbox has no games because they're not the genre you prefer, right? So I think Microsoft just needs to show off what they got. Um, because now it's Xbox has too many games. And, uh, <laughs> That's going to be a great tagline if that, in fact, is the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I honestly feel like the last check mark on their list, because they, they've they hit it so well with, with everything else, is just to dive into the Japanese market and, uh, a bit more. And that's that's it. Well, I mean, listen, it, it's going to be it, it, it's going to be very interesting if they could somehow maintain on every three months AAA banger, which they, they're capable of doing. They're, they're, there actually is going to come a, a point where they actually might have to stagger some of the releases because, quite frankly, they might actually have too much content. I, I know that sounds ridiculous to even say out loud, 
but they they who the heck knows at this point. Before I get to Zemi Games, l- l- let me uh let me catch up on some of these outstanding and very generous super chats. First of all, we have Alex Cullion drops an outstanding five dollar super chat. In fact, it was the first super chat of the day. Well, Cully, uh, Alex, thank you so much for being here, brother. He says, first time catching this show live. Let's get into it. Well, dude, welcome. I'm glad you could catch it live. It's great to have you a part of today's program. Uh, Warlord. Um, I believe it's 1015 drops an outstanding $2 super chat. Thank you for your generosity, Warlord. And more importantly, thanks so much for hanging out with us. He says, bang, bang, notification gang. <laughs> uh, we have Mickey uh, 12 drops an outstanding. Oh, no, it's a Mickey 12. Mickey is at 12.06. Mickey drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, I've been a silent viewer for a few weeks, but now it's about time I say something. I enjoy your podcast and the topics you talk about. Keep it up. Well, listen. Mickey, thank you so much for the compliment. And, of course, thank you for the generosity. It is greatly appreciated. And, of course, we are glad that you are here hanging out with us and that you are always welcome to speak your mind, especially on this podcast. And, again, you can feel free to do that because we have a troll hunter. I call him Sheriff. Some people call him a lot of other names. You know him as Lethal Papa, keeping these streets safe each and every show. And, of course, he is here today doing what he does best. So lethal, lethal, obviously, you know, I know that you're listening, brother. Thank you for the help as always. We also have, and this one makes me laugh every time, PS5 will ship with a bag of ice, bags of ice. Uh, drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, what's good, Boom and panel? Uh, Mr. Boomstick, question, uh, question. Is Mrs. Boomstick going to allow you to put that gigantic piece of drywall PS5 in your guy's living room? I need answers. You know what's funny? It is funny you should say that because of that giant piece of uh, drywall. I had to go out and buy a new $200 um, uh, stand for my TV because the current stand I have, its I mean, it's a little old. I mean, you guys have seen pictures of it, but it, it's just not going to fit this uh the PlayStation 5. So I, I needed to find something that will be in a space where it's not enclosed. So I actually had to go out and buy new furniture to fit it. I'll take pictures once it arrives. It's on back order, unfortunately. We also have, wow, dude, a $25 super chat from Spartion, who drops, uh, who, who's here. Dude, thank you so much for that is outrageous. Uh, he says, makes sense, but waiting for Xbox Series X gameplay because of AMD announcements. True. You know, I don't necessarily know. I, I mean, if you, if you listen to RDX, and I really think that who who doesn't listen to RDX if you're an Xbox fan? Because Dealer Gaming and those guys run a real tight ship. Uh, Aaron Greenberg happened to be on this Tuesday's show, which was awesome. And he actually made mention, and he said it, and he confirmed that gameplay for the Series X for next-gen games is coming. Um, but they're doing things in order. So obviously we got a chance to see some Series S gameplay um, with uh, with Jason Ronald when he did that video. And we're getting um, more information each and every week. And I think as we get closer to the launch of the console, you're going to see a big blowout. Not only from them, but I think that everyone that currently has... Um, uh, what do you call, you know, the, the, all the influencers who actually, you know, record video 
uh, we'll be able to, you know, the Digital Foundries and the Austin Evans, they'll be able to play new games and they'll be putting all of that content for us to watch as well as Xbox Wire. Uh, so, Zemi, I, I want to get your opinion on this because, you know, you, like myself, a game is not measured on the A's that are attached to it for both of us. Uh, we, we, of course, would love to play all AAA games, but you and I are on the same page where a single A game could hold just as much leverage to a big $50 million blockbuster when you tally up what Microsoft has done this year. Um, with 10 studio launches. What, what are your thoughts on that, dude? Well, I mean, it's definitely exciting. And uh, it, 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 once again, I mean, you, you didn't even need to put this, this image up on the screen uh, for, for a lot of people to understand that, you know, the, the, uh, the idea of Xbox having no games was just false, you know, from, from, from the beginning, from, you know, six months, uh, you know, looking forward, it, it, it's just been false, right? Um and all of these games are are definitely impressive and 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 they're directed and they're marketed towards specific audiences right which is something that you know we don't really see from PlayStation as much as what we're seeing now from Xbox and you know um another idea that you brought up was that you know Xbox is you know possibly now has too many games um and 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 that they may have to hold some of them back you know, because of that, right? And this is absolutely going to work in Microsoft's favor because they are running, uh, you know, the greatest gaming service that that you know that that's ever existed. You know, it's being uh, compared to as the Netflix of games, which is Game Pass, right? And how you get people interested in this service is the same way how you get them interested in Netflix. You offer you know original content that you know comes to the service day and date, and 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 is filled with uh, you know a variety of lineup, which really seems to be what they're doing um it is it, it's really impressive to see how xbox has transitioned from 2013 when you know they 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 were definitely in in, in the low of all lows that their company had ever been in versus now and and to see uh but what really gets me excited is is you know i i agree with you know you shouldn't you know just judge games, you know, okay, well, Minecraft Dungeon versus Last of Us. That's not really a fair comparison. And, and of course, games are always subjective on what you like, right? Certain people are going to prefer Minecraft Dungeons above Last of Us. But what really has me excited is to see those Xbox games that are competitive in the way that The Last of Us is. I can't wait to see... Um, Avowed and Hellblade uh, 2 and, and the Fable game and Halo Infinite and, and those really, really high budget games. I love the smaller indie stuff uh, like Battletoads and Tell Me Why and, you know, um, you know, Gears Tactics and, and, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps and, 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 and all of that type of stuff. Right. I love that type of stuff, but I really, really am interested to see what they are able to do on that big third part, you know, uh, on that big AAA front, you know, to, 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 to really convince those PlayStation users who are all in to, you know, those eye melting graphics and amazing yes. storylines and stuff like that. I can't wait to see what Xbox presents to consumers on that front. Um, yes, their lineup of, of games this year has been incredible. And it's going to continue to be that way and it's going to continue to grow. And that's what's so exciting about being an Xbox consumer right now. But I'm really, really interested 
uh, of, of seeing what they come out with <laughs> that would would rival a Last of Us or an Uncharted, uh, you know, and, and you could just go on with the PlayStation first party games that they that they, you know, could rival. Right. Uh, but but ultimately, it, it's really exciting times to be a gamer. There is uh, definitely no lack of games to be played. And uh, I, I can't wait to see how Xbox, uh, you know, brings their first party lineup further, you know, going into this upcoming generation. And Sammy, yeah. uh, uh, you might not have to wait too long. Uh, Xbox just yeah. tweeted that tomorrow is going to drop a new Power Your Dreams trailer. So who knows what will be in there? Well, you know what? That's breaking news. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to actually look that up and we may... We may I, I put it in our group. You can... Okay, yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to definitely look into that. You know, it's, you know, being that you're, you're here, let, let's get you into the conversation because I know that, you know, obviously when you miss a week, you're always chomping at the bit to, to, <laughs> to, 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 you know, to come back. And I appreciate that. You know Bob. me so well. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I got to tell you, dude, every video you've been doing, my God, it, it, everyone gets better and better. And if you're not sub to this dude, my God, shame on you. Um, because this is, this is an upcoming content creator with passion, unlike anyone I've ever seen. And he, he, he was relatively new to the community, but he's, but he's not new to gaming and his videos are worth your, your time for sure. Boxer bear, when you, when you equate the 10 games released this yeah. year, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a diehard Xbox fan. If you would have asked me how many games did they release, I would have probably told you four, five, maybe six mm -hmm. off the top of my head. When I when I saw the list put together, I was like, oh, my God, 10 games in one year. Now, again, I'm not suggesting that these games are for everyone. Hell, every game on this list may not be for you. But yeah. you know what's great about this list? Zemi hit on it. There's something here for everyone. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the over-the-shoulder, triple-A, story-driven, adult-themed games, those are coming. Those are coming in the form of Perfect Dark. Those are coming in the form of Fable. Those are coming in the form of Hellblade 2. They will be here. We have to be patient. But in the meantime, it's nice to know that every one of these games not only came out this year, but more importantly, Box of Bear, they're all in Game Pass. You didn't have to spend an effing dime. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, my game of the year is in that list right now, yeah, and that's Ori. Um, and that is uh, tells you something in a year where we have uh, launches like um, um, The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, yeah, all these big bangers. And um, I have to say, Ori is still my game of the year so far. Um, it's going to, probably going to be rivaled with cyberpunks very soon, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's just great to see that kind of diversity um, in in uh, the Xbox portfolio, and they are doing really well with these smaller launches. I mean, uh, if, if we think about a game like Grounded, that really took off. Nobody ha would have imagined that. It wouldn't have happened without Game Pass, I promise you that. Um, it it just gives you the the ability to try out games you usually wouldn't do play and uh, for me Minecraft Dungeons would have been such a game I would have never gotten into Minecraft I've never played the actual Minecraft game it's just not for me um, and I wouldn't have played that dungeon crawler um, because I really do not like the art style but I would have missed out and seeing that diversity here in that lineup is just something that tells you where Xbox is going and like you said. 
they are increasing the qualities. The big bangers are coming about Fable, Hellblade 2, Halo, the next Gears game, Perfect Dark, or whatever the initiative is working on. There's just so much coming. And I've said this in one of my last videos, um, and uh, you, you guys touched on this a little earlier. Um, Xbox has right now something in between 35 to 40 uh, teams, depending um, on, on what you count as a team. Right. And um, that means that they have round about, let's say, 35 games in the making as we speak. And if you consider a development cycle of three to five years for, for a game, yeah, um, we get something in between six to ten games from the Xbox Game Studios per year. That is every other month a, another game. And yeah, some of those might not be the big, big AAA games, but... Um, that leaves us with at least five five uh, bangers per year. Um, and that is just what we have today. And this is really making Xbox um, the biggest publisher in the world right now. There yeah. are other publishers that have more studios out there. Ubisoft comes to mind or Take-Two. Yeah, they have more studios. But most of those studios are just support studios. So with the sheer amount of teams working on um, individual games... I don't know if there's a bigger publisher out there than Microsoft right now. I agree. And what's, what's I was going to say scary, but what's exciting, it's not scary, it's actually quite exciting, is, you know, when you hear Matt Booty or Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, or even, even Aaron Greenberg, head of marketing, say, yeah, we're in, we're, we're, we're looking for additional studios or additional talent to add to, you, you know, you, uh, you know, the Xbox game uh, division, right? But, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, that's coming from Phil, so I mean, it's pretty good authority. But when you hear Satya Nadal starting to talk Xbox, when you hear him interviewed right after the big announcement with Bethesda, and, and he's sitting down with, the, you know, the New York Times, or he's sitting down with CNN, they're saying, you know, what are your plans for the future? And he turns around and he says, we are still looking to add additional studios to xbox man that's saying something because that is the head dude right there you know what i'm saying understand where you mean you hear the giddiness in my voice understand that at this point in the gaming space microsoft went from the little tree that was begging for light under the big uh, under the big the big guys and is now the Christmas tree that's going to be used for Rockefeller Center because they're the biggest publisher slash developer in gaming. And this this happened over Absolutely. two years, folks. Yeah. Within two years, they have turned around um, and built something that is this, that is really going to be a, a game changer for the gaming industry um, because it is not just about the sheer amount of, of games that will come, but the way how they are delivered to us um, is, is really something by a game pass, yeah, um, is, is really something that is shaking up the going to shake up the industry. Um, everyone who is, who is still on the fence with, with game pass right now, wait when you get three, four, five, six triple a games per year into the into that service where you have to pay 80 euros on the other platform for yeah this is really going to change the way how we play games because we simply can try out um, games without having that that purchase barrier 
and and that is also giving the developers a lot of freedom um yeah not having to think about sales per se um is, is really going to change the way how they will develop games i don't know whether all will be for the good because it also brings up potential for some yeah um weird <laughs> moves but um i'm still very positive uh, for that future because it gives me as a gamer what i actually want a ton of games to play in a in ton of different genres and i couldn't be more excited for the future yeah, no, it's it is it's a very exciting future, and, and one of the the most impressive things about the way Microsoft has been has has is currently put themselves together, and this is under, of course, the leadership of of Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer, thanks to King David, um, uh, is that they are now sharing information with one another. So if a studio was stuck on something. They're going to go to get help from, let's say, 343. If 343 is having problems, you know, who's to say someone from the, you know, from, from one of the, uh, from, from Doom Eternal say, listen, you know, we're having a problem with this. You know, we need, we, you know, we need some, you know, info. They're sharing information with one another. This is something that may not have been a thing, you know, when the Xbox One first started, but right now, the amount of talent they have in these studios, it, it seems like they there isn't anything they can't overcome. And it is a tremendously exciting time. Now, VJ, I, I want to go to you next. And, and I, Mr. Babbitt, I saved you last specifically because you are our PlayStation representative. And I, I, I want to yeah. pick your brain on something uh, more specific. But VJ, look, yep. 10 games in a year for anyone is a lot. Now, granted, and I, I, I really want this to be to be a point that's driven home. Not every one of these games is a game that's going to be for you, for me, or anybody in the chat. Which, by the way, we broke already a thousand people here. My God, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to hang out in this small show, which apparently has exploded on the scene. And that is thanks to you guys and gals. I really appreciate this, uh, making this show something that you want to tune into each and every week. I, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, but VJ, 10 games for any developer slash publisher is a lot of games. But when you look at this list, this list gives you, as a gamer, a huge amount of genres to play. And again, not every game is for every gamer. I, again, I'm, a T-shirt is coming. I promise you. But this is something that I could find. I could find something to enjoy on each one of these games for me, because I mean, like Age of Empires. Okay, I don't have a PC to play it, but I know that this game is a big deal for a lot of people. Wasteland Three has exploded on the scene, and people are loving it. Tell me why. Again, single player content where you may, you may want to you know it, it's by uh, don't uh, don't not which is fantastic. You know, Battletoads, listen, I talked about this game. Battletoads, give it a chance, folks. It is a blast to play. I loved it. Grounded, Minecraft Dungeons, what could you say? Gears Tactics coming already out for the PC, coming for the Xbox Series X day one. Bleeding Edge, okay, that did not hit the mark. That was one of them. That was one of the games that just, it didn't hit the way they wanted to. But it was a passion project, and Microsoft said, go ahead and do it, and they did it. And what could you say about Ori and the Will of the Wisps? It's going to be in the Game of the Year talk at the end of the year. And, and, and when you compare that in the same conversation with Doom Eternal and potentially Cyberpunk 2077, that's saying something. 
What what are your thoughts on the fact that we got these 10 games this year quietly, but mm -hmm. what is to come from Microsoft? Um I think um I think the panel really so far covered almost anything, everything. So I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a go to sum, summarize it and see if I can add some value to uh, to the topic. Boom. Um, I think the fact that Microsoft now has what twenty three studios and thirty five odd teams. Obviously, I, I know that's subject to an official rubber stamp sometime next year in regards to Zenimax. But that aside, albeit we we don't know the team sizes on on each and every project in the works. I would say everybody does acknowledge. Uh, Xbox um, Series X's foundation of all these studios accumulated over the last, um, is it two or three years? Two years, I think. It's actually two years, right? But I think you're 100% correct, Boom, in something that you said earlier, that other than the Xbox fans, the, the ladies and gentlemen um, in, the, uh, in the gaming media are not exactly swinging from chandeliers or having Starfield tattooed on their behinds. Um, it's a little surprising. <laughs> It's a little surprising because um, Miles Morales, I mean, it looks good. It, it does just seem like a, a current gen game souped up. And I'm, that's no disrespect because I love that game uh, as much as anybody. Um, but I, I think I can surmise a couple of reasons why why it is the way it is. And it will take time for, for, for Phil and, and, and Phil and his team to um, win everybody's hearts and minds. Uh, in the last six years, into I think it's six years into Phil's reign, right? I think it was appointed back in 2014. Uh, and we still have a couple of, I think, major unanswered questions. And I know there's, there's unanswered questions on both sides. But this obviously, we're specifically talking about Xbox here. Uh, Bethesda aside, can the current stable of studios produce or even outdo themselves, right, in terms of growing and uh, in, in, in realms of the size of the studios, their creativity and so on and so forth, under Phil Spencer? But more specifically, under Matt Booty, and I've I've expressed my concerns, which may very well be misplaced, but definitely worth exploring in the future as we learn more and make for entertaining podcasts, no doubt. Um, there is a slight feeling I, I feel when I read like the word and the language used uh, in the press, and it just seems to be a sense of like a feeling, of, I would say, sorry, of trepidation, just because, just because you have volume in numbers, resource and power. Simply put, it does not equate or guarantee results, and that is incredibly apt when you apply it to a creative industry. And, and Phil Spencer, I believe, has spoken words to this effect, if memory serves me correctly, when he was when he was questioned about the demise of uh, Mixer. Um, the, the proof, I think, will ultimately, ultimately be in the pudding, and, and that's what I want to reserve all of my thoughts for. And I, for one, can't wait to have a taste to see if these games, you know, and hopefully most of them do, pang my twang. I, I really like what um, Archimedes had to say, is that, I've always, you know, wanted to play all different types of games and have them in one place, multiple genres, being able to switch between games I can jump in and out of quickly, like indie games, or or sometimes, you know, my 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 feeling may change and I want to play, you know, a, a, a really big RPG from 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 front to back. But what I will say that every studio, it doesn't matter which company they work for, deserves a degree of support and time from fans. I think this is most important. And even if it's a little bit of your time, because remember the metrics that these studios are, um, are going to be measured on is very, very different from uh, Metacritic scores and, and games jumping off the shelf. And you have to consider that they all work incredibly hard uh, to deliver us great works of art. And I think that that, for me, is probably going to be really important trying to support these guys going forward because you just... You just never know, right? One game may score 70, 73, and people start laughing and jumping up and down. But let's be honest, there's been studios in the past 
that have scored that Metacritic score, and some have been let go. Um, and but and, and the ones that have been supported, then there is a few of them that have gone on to to be to be world class. And and I just hope that Microsoft have learned that, and uh, and they've infused that to be part of their DNA going forward. So I don't know if that helps, Boone. But there you go. Yes. Well, I, I think the way that you broke it down is was uh, was perfect. I mean, listen, there there is a tremendous amount to get excited about. And I think that, again, you said it, you don't know how many people per, per, per team. I would imagine that some of the bigger the bigger games have massive teams. Fable has a massive team. Avowed has a massive team. We know that Grounded, I think Grounded had, what, 12, 12 or 13 people working on that game. And that's 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 a big success for them. Again, a, a bit of a passion project, but I think that you knocked it out of the park. Uh, real quick, Joe, before I get to you, brother, let me catch up some of these outstanding Super Chats. First of all, Random Citizen. I'm happy to read this one. Besides his outrageous generosity of $20 in the Super Chat, he says, Boom, I'm a big fan of the show, and I just pre-ordered my Series X from Costco. Thanks for the info and keep up the great work. The Book of X. Well, dude. Congratulations. Congratulations for sure. That is a big deal. I'm glad I could help. I mean, someone had mentioned it in the chat. I wish I could give them the proper shadow they deserve. They wrote, they wrote All they wrote was Costco has Xbox Series Xs, and I ran to get one because obviously I need one to give away. And, of course, Joe got one, and now you got one. This, this, mm -hmm. is, this is a good day. This is a really good day. So thank you for the info. Uh, definitely thank you for the super super chat we got harry balls drops at the very generous five dollars super chat say boom will you be trying will you be tying the playstation 5 to the top of your car when you bring it home you know what i'm gonna have to do i'm probably gonna have to lay the seats down in the truck that we have pull out all this all the stuff in the back and and and, and get someone to help me carry it in joe if you're available i may need your strength Oh, I can't that. lift anything more than 15 pounds. Doctor's okay, orders. Th then we are in I'll, trouble. I'll I don't know how many. Yeah, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, maybe tip uh, the the guys at GameStop. <laughs> to the truck. We also have DRAM drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says article says Outer Worlds DLC didn't improve with Obsidian being under Microsoft bugs map size details said Bethesda might still have some problems thoughts. I mean. I mean, what what are we, what are you gonna say? The, Obsidian is is the, if the game has bugs, then it has bugs. They have to fix that. Does does that? That's make an a engine difference? issue. Yeah, okay, I've been playing that and, DLC for five or six hours now. Um, I haven't encountered any bugs. It, it runs yeah. just as good as the main game did. Yeah, um, which had a little bit of frame rate issues. Um, especially with the action um, is, is in the heat, but otherwise I didn't re recognize any bugs so far. Yeah, me either. I, I, I played through the game. I might have had like a, a load issue once before, one, once a, one, one or two times. I actually had something like the, the load got stuck where it mm. just kept spooling or it froze the screen, but I, I played through that game, beat it. Did haven't played the DLC yet, which I'm going to start anyway, but yeah, I ha haven't had any issues. We have um, Sparty On drops an additional, very generous $5 super chat and says this. Um, that's the best thing about Game Pass. I can try every, every single game without extra money spent. I'm sure I've missed a few games in the past. Yeah, and, and you know something? That's that's a great point. Uh, we have Mickey drops another additional $2 super chat and says, Phil, Phil Spencer. 
uh, single-handedly saved Xbox from death. And I, I would agree with that. I would I would agree with that without a doubt because, yes, I believe that Xbox was on its way out thanks to Terry Myerson and, of course, uh, you know, um, uh, the other knucklehead that says you need uh, if, if we have a we have a console for you. It's called the 360. Don't do that. Um, that's why he's fired. Uh, but Joe, listen, I came to you last specifically because, again, not only are you a proud uh, Xbox player, but you mm-hmm. represent Sony. That is your brand. That is your go to brand. I mean, you have a, a show. Everyone knows that. And, and again, he's, he's, this is something else I'd like to pu- push. Joe runs a channel. It's called the Trophy Room. If you're new to me. I highly recommend that you you head over and and check him out. Uh, his channel is very positive. Uh, it's very uh, thought provoking, and it's not console war bias nonsense. It's it, it, it's 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 him and his buddy and him and his best friend actually, Kyle, talk about gaming. Okay, they talk mostly about Sony, but they do bring up Microsoft when it's a part of the conversation. So I would definitely suggest getting over to Joe's channel on YouTube. It's called The Trophy Room, and give him a follow, give him a sub, and also check out his work. But Joe, look, yeah. we know that we know what Microsoft, we, we know what Sony has done in this generation. We know Horizon Zero Dawn, one of my favorite games of the console. God of War, Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man, um, The Last of Us 2 this year, Ghost of Tsushima, my game of the year 2020. All right, no, no, no secrets Same. there. Um, but again, those are a, a very you know specific type of genre that a lot of people some people like myself love them. I live for those types of experiences because I'm I'm an older guy. I like single player experiences, but a lot of people don't. But when you look at this list and you and, and Microsoft quietly in, in a year that is, you know, been been obviously dominated with the world news going on, they squeaked out 10 games, which is pretty impressive considering that, you know, this is a this is a company that came from, well, we don't have any games. We don't have any first party. They had trouble putting things together. And here they are, 10 games. Again, not for everyone, but there's something here for you for sure. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the bottom list, there are a lot of experiences coming. And it seems like a lot of those are going to be triple A bangers. What are your thoughts on this opening topic? So, uh I got a lot of thoughts, man. First, I want I want to speak to one thing. Um, I th- you know I say this every podcast. It's the power of Xbox is Game Pass. Like you know, uh, after I fixed my PlayStation, my Xbox Elite controller broke. Right? Um, found out they have an awful warranty program. They found do. Out GameStop yes. you know, screwed me on it as well, and so I was out of controller. And fun fact, they they stopped producing controllers. They're right now ramping up for the series controllers. All the old ones right now in my area, out of stock, been out of stock for weeks now. So I turned to the only place I know how or know at this point to play Sea of Thieves. I played it on my PC. I was able to take all my save data from my Xbox without even a second thought and bring them over to my PC with just ease. Right again, didn't have to do anything other than type my 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 credentials in, and bam, I am playing. I've I am where I left off in my game, and I think that speaks to what Satya Nadella when Satya had that real conversation at the beginning of this this generation with Phil, where the, the rumor was they were going to sell them off. I remember like who was it Toshiba or something. 
And they're just like, what is Xbox? And Phil gave him that this pitch of Game Pass. This is the fruition. This is this is the outline of what is to come from Xbox into the next generation, to the future of what they are, right? Like 23 studios, no hints of slowing down, uh, 10 games. And like when we talk about the size of these games, right? We, you know, we bring up Last of Us, we bring up Ghost, we bring up maybe Final Fantasy or Neo or, or Persona. The, these games aren't them. Sure, but what they are are a wide palette of games that are different, unique in their size, their scope, and what they're delivering. You know, the one thing that like speaks to me is seeing everybody talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, one of our members of, of our community, uh, Famous Seamus, he's the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life. He says, you know, Joe, I love The Last of Us. I loved Ghost. Ori is my game of the year. I would have never given this game a shot if it wasn't on Game Pass. And now being able to play it, play, you know, binging the, those two games, that's his game of the year. And I think that's what speaks to what Game Pass and what Microsoft's mission is, is to give you a wide berth of games that you may have, may or may not play. Like, I'm not going to play Grounded. I'm never going to play Flight Simulator. I tried Battletoads and didn't like it. But I definitely going to play Age of Empires 3 Remaster. I'm yeah. definitely going to play Gears of War Tactics. And being able to flip them to whatever console or platform I want is amazing. And so when you look to the future of what Game Pass is offering, it is a, a little bit of everything. And yeah. I like what I think 3-Bit set, stated earlier, where, you know, I, I've made jokes, uh, uh, just teases, like little jokes, little jabs here and there of like, you know, all Xbox is now is first person open world RPGs, man. And it's true. They have honed in on that Western RPG market. Like there are like avowed, uh, just any pillars of eternity at this point. But like, uh, you know, they got Fable. They they got Elder Scrolls, they got Fallout, they got Outer Worlds, they got these studios that are really good at RPGs because, because I think at the core of what Xbox is, the core experiences that you're going to get out of this, where, where most people are going to play, is they've taken a look at what Sony does, and Sony does really well, and that is third-person action games. Sony owns that market that is theirs, and it looks like it's going to stay that way for a little bit of time. You could disagree. You may not like those games, but that's the general consensus. So Xbox is taking a look at it going, why do we even need to fight them on this? We're always, if we make a third person action game, we're always going to be, uh, uh, you know, put up against the last of us. Right. So how about we, we create our own nar narratives, which Xbox has been terrific at doing and going, Let's own the RPG market in a big, major way so that people are people stop saying that we're not just Forza, Gears, or or, 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 or or Halo, right? That we're not just these multiplayer games. Let's own a piece of the market that is and, and make it our own. And that's what they've done with these RPGs. And that is the future of what Xbox is. You're going to expect to see two to three AAA games every year and sprinkle in with these smaller experiences, a lot of which are really, really good. So that's my rant of the day. Well, I don't think it's a rant. 
Yeah. I think what you're what you're talking about is makes a lot of sense. And it mm -hmm. is it is food for thought when you think about the experiences, because, again, it's I, I, again, I, I don't agree with uh, a lot of the banter that goes on on social media. Like I, I for Sony, everyone wants to say, oh, they're just one and done game booms and that's right. it. But you know what? Those games are for somebody, and more specifically, those games are for me. And normally, they're not one and dones because I enjoy um, trophy hunting, not as much as getting the achievements, but I am not going to walk away with a 36% um, achievement score, you know, a trophy score, unless I don't like the game. That happened to me with The Last of Us 2. I tried to get back into it, and yeah. I just hated that game for but what like happened at the end. When it comes to like Ghost of Tsushima, like New Game Plus is coming out next week, I'm playing that game again. Like multiplayer is coming out next week. Oh yes, I'm gonna mm -hmm. try that out. Like that seems really cool. But like, really, what Microsoft is doing is something really special. Where they're just like, let's stop trying to comp compete with narratives. Let's just create our own. And whether that's with Game Pass or what we've seen with these huge purchases, everybody, I feel like at this point in time. Um, when we're taking a look at Microsoft, has acknowledged Microsoft's acquisitions, right? And now all Microsoft needs to do with those acquisitions is now just deliver. And that's really easy point. when yeah. you have the studios that you've purchased that are known to make really good products. So, like you know, I you know, you know, I, I, IGN's going to start talking to about you when you start bringing out that next Ninja Theory game, right? When you start bringing out Avowed, when you start showing off Fable, when you show off Halo again, and when those games do deliver their eights, their nines, whatever have you, people will then forget about the games that do the 70s, that do the 60s. Like those even matter, but like people will forget about those. Guys, the Order 1886 came out this generation, right? Kill Strain came out this generation. Yeah. There have been games from Sony that just haven't landed. Predator Hunting Grounds, but you forget them because you think about Uncharted, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, yes. God of War, Horizon mm -hmm. Zero Dawn. You forget about all of that. Persona 5, because of the, the first-party acquisitions or deals or from their just first-party in general that they've been able to produce. So if, they're, if Microsoft just says, hey, let's just let these studios do their thing, they're going to deliver on stuff and seeing what you pointed out earlier of them going back and, and saying and actually giving their studios air to breathe and communicate with each other. That's why PlayStation does so well. Their devs yes. constantly talk to each other. Yep. That is something that I don't know why that wasn't a thing soon enough. And it's awesome to see that it's here now with Microsoft, especially when so many of their studios uses Unreal or variants of. So awesome. This is great. I'm excited. I got my chunky boy. It's coming in probably. <laughs> I didn't spend that day one, like get it on day one. It's 27 bucks for 20. Yeah, for, for us here was 26 and change, which is mm -mm. sorry. I'll wait three or four days. Yeah, I, yeah we, but you know what? Costco is pretty good because usually what they do, from what I understand, is they send it out to, to try and meet the release date. You may just get oh, yeah. it a day or two after. So, but you got I one. That's that's but the, I don't need to fight a Karen. Do you think they'll send you one of those delicious Costco hot dogs with your Xbox, though? Dude, Probably I'm not. all about that cheese pizza life. <laughs> <laughs> that cheese pizza from Costco? Uh, slaps. Yes, I mean, listen, uh, Costco has a lot of great things, especially their bakery section. But we're not here to talk about Costco. We're here to talk about Xbox. So what I want to do is I want to move on. To the to the to the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the next particular topic. Now, look, you obviously from the the title of the thumbnail, 
we're we're you know we're going to be talking about the the power delta difference between the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Now, I want this to. I'm going to throw this right out here right now. I am not going to get technical. As a matter of fact, I'm going to come at this from a way different perspective. Uh, if you want technical analysis, if you want, you know, um, the side-by-side breakdowns or even a knowledge of, of what, you know, what a teraflip is, like like Joe says, you don't tune into to Mr. Boomstick show because we're here to talk about games. I, I, I The truth of the matter is I could have gone to school while I was doing my other job to learn how to make games. My brother and I, we both got accepted. He went, I stayed behind. Because you know something? I didn't want to know what was behind the curtain. I I actually made a conscious decision to say, I don't want to know how games are made because I don't want to lose the magic of what a new game and the wonders of what it brings is to me. I'll talk about games. I'll write about games, but I don't want to know the magic. That goes the same thing with the consoles. I, I don't want to say I'm a simpleton. I understand what has made up these two consoles. But I don't really have the technical know-how like a dealer gaming or Colt Eastwood or a D-Batch or like an Austin Evans or even like, of course, the, the creme de la creme, the digital foundries of the world. Um, but what we are going to talk about today is, uh, is, is the confirmed 30% uh, power delta differ- differential when comparing the Series X to the PlayStation 5. And obviously, you know, we've been hearing for well over a year now that the Xbox Series X was shaping up to be the most powerful console going into the new generation. And obviously, we've heard all the all, all, all the banter, 12 teraflops of power, custom Zen 2 CPUs, ray tracing, smart delivery, brute force, backwards compatibility, you know, VRS, short for variable rate shading, machine learning. So we understand what is powering the Series X. Now, we just got yesterday a breakdown I mean, a real teardown of the of the PlayStation 5. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about that, Joe, tomorrow on Breakfast with Boom. And we're going to talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. And obviously, I, I got my not, screwdriver rated. Yeah, you get your, well, actually, you're going to need a whole toolkit to, to break <laughs> that, that, that some bitch down. But like an Allen know, key? Yeah, yeah, like an Allen key, indeed. Um, but. Look, I, I'll say this to, 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 to try and minimize the 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 uh, the tech talk. Thirty percent of anything is a significant range. But when you're talking about next gen power, it might mean the difference between someone choosing an Xbox Series X over a PlayStation 5 when both consoles are. $500 or more specifically $499.99. Now, obviously, this particular script that I wrote is a lot smaller than m- most of the ones that I write because I, I pack a lot of notes, but this is more of an opinionated type of, 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 of um, conversation that we're about to have. So, you know, I, I'll go to our guests first. You know, three bit look, the thing is this we understand. That uh, and we have we have heard for quite some time that the PlayStation Five was going to be less powerful. We we have, but we had no idea. And Digital Foundry did a video uh, talking about Spider Man, Miles Morales, and of course Spider Man, the 2018 HD remaster. 
And it talked about ray tracing and what was missing from some of the shadows uh, versus the reflections. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care about any of that. I think that the games look good on the PlayStation 4. I think they're going to look even more fantastic on the PlayStation 5. But 30% Delta confirmed in regards to the difference of power. When you say that, one of the biggest uh, tropes or, or, or basically confirmations that did in the Xbox One in 2013, besides the Don Matrix massacre, but behind, besides the, the fact that it was $100 more, it, everyone who is anyone talked about three blades of grass, 1080p versus, you know, 900p. Remember that. 1080p makes you a better gamer. That, that, that we, we've heard all the tropes. But the thing that led the charge for Sony in that generation was not their games up front. It was the power and the price. That was the reality because they didn't have real big bangers until until 2017. You can, 20, you can throw 2016, but it wasn't the strongest year. It was a good year, not the strongest year. Um, but the conversation was all about power, all about price all about value for that price. When you have a confirmation from someone like Digital Foundry that says, yes, we have confirmation that a 30% difference in power goes to the Series X. And now you you present both of these consoles to consumers. One is, again, 30% less powerful, but the exact same price as your competitor. And... When you talk about backwards compatibility, when you talk about Xbox Game Pass and the unbelievable value that comes with it, when you talk about VRS and smart delivery and machine learning and DirectX 12, these are conversations that may push someone to potentially be like, you know something? I don't necessarily need a PlayStation 5 right now because they're first-party bangers. They're just not here. I think I'm going to go with an Xbox because of value. Will that 30% potentially mean the difference between someone picking a PS5 and an Xbox Series X this fall? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, if you hear background noise, <laughs> Leaf Blower decided to do this while we're doing the show. No, no, we don't hear anything, brother. You're good. Okay, good. Um, I believe that if power didn't matter in general, the whole my PC is better than your console <laughs> argument wouldn't be brought up. Uh, I think the whole PC master race tag wouldn't matter, right? Um, I think this time around, the Series X is more powerful than most PCs out there, and, and people are looking to make that jump. Um, and to, to those people who, who who are saying, like, my PC is better, it has a $3,000 rig, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, your PC is more expensive than these consoles. The PlayStation 5 and the Series X are, are great value propositions for people. Um, the most common card on the market, right, is a, is a GTX 1060. That's not as anywhere close to these consoles. Um, so I, I think um, I remember when what you were saying when, when PlayStation 4 first came out, and Sony would constantly push the fact, like, "Hey, we are the, we are uh, cheaper, we're more powerful, and uh, than the original Xbox One, and that may have had some effect to some people moving over." But it was also Microsoft's bad messaging at that time. Um, so I, I believe Xbox this generation has both 
the power message has the mess and it has the messaging um so it, it only time will tell if it matters to people if the sony brand is too big and they can do whatever they want or uh i believe we'll see a shift for sure to answer your question yeah um, absolutely brother and i definitely listen it, it, we again only time is going to tell that's a great great point we're not going to know anything and and, and let's, let me just say this uh, we have to do a couple of shout outs. First of all, Ash and Luca, my God, darling, I have not been, we have to get together and hang out. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not a fan of hers, I, then why are you a fan of me? That's all I'm going to say. Who doesn't love the Ash and Luca? She has her show on Saturdays known as the, as the Scumcast. Great panel of people, but she is good people. One of the community leaders, in my opinion. Thanks so much for being here. But she drops an outstanding $5 super chat. Thank you for that. And she says, hi, bro, with a lot of, of course, hearts. And, of course, I sent hearts to her as well. We also have Reggie Mobile, who drops an outstanding $9 super chat. Wow, dude, thank you for your generosity. He says, thanks, boom. I got my pre-order. Most appreciated. Oh, good for you, dude. That is also Sikyo Yumi, good friend of the show, generous friend of the show drops an outstanding two dollars super chat says god bless the man or a woman for that matter who that mentioned costco she got uh, they got an x wow congratulations on that um we also have stubs gaming a very good friend of the show drops a two dollars super chat says great show boom nice to see sam fox on the panel indeed sir let me just make sure i got all of these caught up here Sorry, uh man. yeah yes we did okay so you know what let's um Zemi, let's let's bring you into the conversation there, brother. Sure. Um, look, I know that people are gonna say, and I've already seen it when this when this report came out. Well, the Xbox doesn't have AAA bangers. They have they have bangers coming, but Sony has confirmed bangers, so the power doesn't matter. Now I get it. I I, I understand that what what Sony is able to do, what their studios are able to do with their games, are amazing. There's no denying that. But I do not want to hear that power doesn't matter because power certainly mattered at the beginning of this generation when two blades of grass for GTA uh, 5 was a difference of a digital foundry video. I remember it well. Okay. Power matters to me. Price matters to me. Value matters to me. And again, this isn't a dump on PlayStation. This is we're talking, we're going to have a, a, you know, an, an, an adult conversation about a 30% power delta that dealer himself has been talking about for over a year. I just know, I mean, maybe he knew, I just didn't know it was going to be so significant. And again, 30% of anything is a big deal. What are your thoughts on this difference of, 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 of power, but more specifically the price value, the four, four $500 for the PlayStation five, that's 30% less powerful may be a contributing factor for someone not to buy that console initially. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, we've had, you know, similar uh, conversations on this podcast uh, kind of around the whole power narrative and, and, and I've made my, you know, opinion very, very public on that. Um, I, yes, power matters. Sure. It does. It doesn't matter as much as price though, in my opinion. And I think a lot of consumers that, that are going out this holiday will probably agree with that. Xbox, Fortunately for them, they have both, right? So it doesn't really matter which matters more, price or power. But 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 the idea of here is is yes, Xbox being a more powerful console or offering a a a, a version of their console that's more powerful is most certainly going to convince some consumers to go over there. 
but it's not, you know, to necessarily say that, you know, Xbox is going to blow Sony out of the competition. We don't really know that. We could only speculate on that. And sure, they have a lot of variables, a lot of factors uh, that we typically look at, you know, in, in these console, uh, you know, uh, competitions, I guess, um, that, that really go into Xbox's favor. They have power. They have uh, a tremendous lineup of games. They have tons of potential with all of the new studios that they've acquired. And most importantly, they have value, they have price, right? But there are even more factors that go into a consumer deciding which console they're going to get. Believe it or not, there's people that like blue more than green. And for that reason, they buy PlayStation 100%. And there's also brand loyalty. There's people that have played on nothing but PlayStation all their life. They don't like Xbox for whatever, you know, uh, weird reason they've convinced themselves of that. And so they're just ultimately going to buy a PlayStation. What I'm trying to say here, is that yes, the 30%, you know, difference and 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 power, you know, yes, that's a thing. And yes, that is a huge advantage to Xbox. And of course, you know, there are going to be those consumers who power is the only thing that they care about. And for that reason, they're going to buy, you know, a, a $500 Xbox this generation because they can't quite afford a $3,000 PC rig, right? But but ultimately, that's not 100% going to say that PlayStation isn't going to sell a tremendous number of consoles because there are hundreds, if not probably thousands of different factors that go into play of what a consumer is going to buy this holiday, you know, and, 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 and you know, for instance, games, right? Certain people like other games than other games, right? And, and, and some consumers might only be interested in playing Last of Us, or it might be the most important thing for them. And for that reason, they might buy a PlayStation and later on, they might buy an Xbox. But I, I agree with with the idea that, you know, this 30 percent power uh, difference is, is, is definitely working in Xbox's favor. And there's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a number of consumers that are going to be interested in going the Xbox route this generation because of that. But to calculate that, I, I, I don't know if you could do that. Maybe you could with a very complex formula. I, I don't know how big of a difference uh, the power narrative is going to play on, you know, on, 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 you know, this holiday sales. I mean, listen, I will say this. I think that both PlayStation, uh, and Microsoft or Xbox, all of these consoles are going to sell out. You're not going to find any of these consoles on a shelf. I, I can assure you of that. It's what's going to happen in 2021 and moving forward, sure. I think, is it, it, obviously it, it's something you're going to have to see once the the hardcore have their fill of these consoles uh, where the where the um, the uh, the casual market is going to come into the conversation. Uh, and I think that, you know, and again, I, I understand that it's very easy to say. And I even said this a couple of weeks ago. It It's easy to have, uh, you know, said that, oh, yeah, Sony's going to sell more consoles because they're a worldwide brand. Yeah, sure. They, they, you know, just give them the nod. But it, it, it's hard to do that with a straight face now simply because, and that's taking anything away from Sony, but Microsoft is, the value that they're offering and how they're offering it is going to be a big difference. And the fact that, you have a thirty percent power. You have all these, uh, you know, additional, uh, you know, uh, you know, services that are available. You know, with, with Game Pass, Xbox Live, everything being under one umbrella for fifteen dollars a month. You also have the uh, Xbox All Access program, which gives people who don't have the money up front. 
to potentially buy an Xbox console for $25 and $35 respectively per month. Uh, and, and, and in that package, uh, it's, 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 again, another unheard of, of value proposition. You're getting Xbox Live and Game Pass for that same $35, $25 ratio. It, it's, it's, it's insane what Microsoft is doing. Um, but you know what? Let's go to Joe for a second. Now, Joe, obviously, you're going to have a big boy on both ends. You get, you're getting a PS5. You're getting a Series X. Great. So, so most most people here are going to do that. In fact, the near, well, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Fourteen hundred people, folks. My God, thank you so much for being here. Are, are potentially going to be uh, a dual uh, console owners, which is what I've been I've been banging that drum for almost a year. I think this is going to be an amazing generation for gamers because I think gamers aren't going to be behind walled gardens anymore. I think that uh, both companies have offered the ability uh, to give their players the uh, the chance to experience games on both consoles and i think that you're going to see that this year but joe when you have confirmation from digital foundry on 30 percent, now again i'm not saying that spider-man miles morales looked any worse than it should in fact i think it looked ridiculously phenomenal but mm -hmm. a 30 percent of anything is a big deal could this number if if marketed if because I don't know what Microsoft is going to do with it, but if you if if someone who doesn't is not in the know like we are, mm -hmm. comes up and says, "Well, this one is five hundred, and this one is five hundred, and I know PlayStation don't really know so much about Xbox, but they're saying this one is thirty percent less powerful." Hmm, I don't know. Could someone potentially change their mind on going with a PlayStation Five to an Xbox because of a power delta of thirty percent? Very well, possibly, yeah. And there will be people that do that. Um, I think what makes this market so much more different than, you know, 2013 is that there are now so many more options. And, like, I was trying to see, just just trying to get a, a, a grand scope of, of the market at, uh, while, while uh, Zemi was going on, that, you know, the PC market has blown up exponentially. You know, when people like, like we'll joke around about a screwdriver uh, on a console, like people <laughs> are putting together rigs and, and, and then, yeah, look, I, 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 most people aren't rocking the $3,000 rig, but there are choice out there. And that's what I'm trying to get at here is there's choice. And I think the hard thing to deal with if you're a fanboy is many things. Like, why are you worshiping a piece of plastic? Um, you know, I agree. <laughs> why did you super, you know, impose Phil's face on your body? It's weird. It's just <laughs> weird. Uh, you know, we could talk about ecosystems. We could appreciate it. And that's what video games really are at the end of the day. And I think for the people that can't appreciate video games, they only see those emblems and it's tied into their self-worth and their psyche. They can't appreciate games and they can't appreciate the fact that both these platforms are in relatively good shape yeah. and they're both also have some struggles as well like look i have no idea what the playstation 5's ui looks like still we're almost a month away i'm buying that console i don't really have a grand idea what an xbox series x next gen game actually looks like but i'm going ahead and i'm buying that console so to some people where you know and i've met them you know power is the end-all be-all but they don't want to sacrifice convenience. 
you're going to go over to an Xbox series for sure. Game Pass is a huge motivator to that. Look, I'm buying an Xbox, no games. I don't feel like there's even a need to because all the things I want to play are on Game Pass. And I want that power, but I don't want to do what I do with my PC, which is like as much as I enjoyed it over the past few days, it's like sometimes I'm like my own goddamn tech person. I can't. I, I just want to play you a just game. Want, you and just not... want to turn on the console and go. Bam. And yeah. then to some people, it is the the experiences there, right? So that may jo- drag you towards the PlayStation spectrum. You could talk shit about Ratchet and Clank all you want, being a corridor shooter. That that, that puts but yeah, <laughs> that puts butts in seats. Spider Man puts butts in seats. Yes, God of War puts butts in seats. Horizon puts butts in seats. Uh, those all those games sold really really well. So like, that's another factor of, of what experiences do I want to have and how do I want to experience experience them is what it really comes down to at the end of the day. And to me, I'm a I'm a player where like power doesn't really matter. I'm I'm the opposite of you, boom. But even then, even if you're not the power person, well, you still have the Xbox Series S. The hey, it's good enough console. Yeah. Like, and that is it's good enough for me. I'm I look. I honestly, if a Series S comes out, maybe I, I buy that instead, just for the simple fact of I'm not going physical this generation. So there is fun to be had where you want to have it, whether that's smartphone, whether that's console, whether that's PC. There's going to be a lot more choice, and I think Xbox is capitalizing on choice, and they're 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 capitalizing on value because I think what that's what 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 you said earlier was. It was it's it's about the value proposition. Yep. And that's what Microsoft is really keen on is value, not power, because that's part of it. It's value. What do you value as a gamer? We'll have it for you. If you value power, we have it. If you value convenience, we have it. If you value customization, we have it on the PC spectrum. We have it where you want it. Yeah. That's what Microsoft's all about. No, indeed, and that's a, that's a fantastic point. You know, Archimedes, before I bring you into the conversation, let me just catch up with some of these outstanding Super Chats. Uh, our, our very good friend, the Ashen Luca, drops another outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, whenever you're free, boo, with a hug, with, with, oh, I want to say with a hug. Well, yeah, definitely a hug for you, darling. Um, uh, so I, I, yeah, I'll DM you after the show. We'll definitely see if you can get you on prime time because I know that that's a later show. It might work for you. Uh, Pixel Bit G drops a very generous $2 Super Chat. He is, in fact, a generous friend of the show. He says, same, got my uh, ex finally. Thanks, boom. Ah, dude, that is awesome. I am so happy to know so many people are getting their exes because of Costco. That is dope. Um, Gerald Mack uh, drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. Says, big shout out to the Xbox Factor podcast. Boom, just confirmed my Series X with Costco. Oh, my God, another one. That is freaking awesome. Um, thanks for the real time messaging. Listen again, if you're in the chat, man, you don't got to throw a super chat. Whoever it was that mentioned it, please let me know so I can give you the giant shout out you deserve because my God, you saved so many people's lives. Uh, we also have digital hi-fi 09 drops a very generous $5 super chat says Xbox Twitter is teasing something tomorrow. Can't wait for series X excited for Hellblade two and Forza horizon Four. hopefully, hopefully set in Japan. Yeah, man. Oh, the, 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 listen, if there are two games that deserve a Japanese setting, it's Forza horizon for sure, because Japan is gorgeous. But more importantly, 
it's going to be Assassin's Creed. If you mother effers don't get to Japan at Ubisoft, and I know no one's listening from that company, but get there ready. My God, stop teasing us. Get to Japan already. Those, because those cherry blossom trees in Japan and like a Forza Horizon would be outrageously beautiful. Just All go- I can tell you is that if you want to see some of the most absolutely stunning slash breathtaking sights mm-hmm. that happen in Japan, right now there is no better looking game than Ghosts of Toshima. My God, I spent over 70 hours in that game. Yes, and I did platinum it. I I cannot wait to get back into it with the multiplayer. I don't know how much of that I'm going to play. I'm more of a single player dude, to be honest with you. But it gives me the Animusha vibes of the of the of the multiplayer. So me and Joe may have to you know cut down some ghosts or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I would. Though, Forza Horizon in Japan would be ridiculously awesome we have safe space invader with a very generous two dollars of a genesis not to mention 140 gigabytes more storage on the x yeah i mean i i i don't understand why the 825 i just they didn't really explain why that is it could have been to keep costs down potentially which is what i think um but i don't oh, understand it's reserved for uh, it's not off the top of my head. I'm very rusty. Like you with technology. Let's bring you into the conversation, Archimedes. Obviously, look, again, we understand that power means a lot to a lot of people. Me, I'm all about the game. Like, I love power. Sure. I love graphics. I'm a graphic whore. No problem. But I think that if someone who potentially was an Xbox 360 player saw the generation start the way it did, we don't have to rehash what happened, and they saw Sony offering, again, a better price at $100 less and a more powerful console, right? Because, again, at that point, we had no idea what Sony was going to bring to the table. Yes, they had strong first party wares on the PlayStation 3 but we had no confirmation that we're going to deliver what they delivered this this generation we had no idea especially because a lot of the stuff are new IPs so but people left the 360 to go to PlayStation for price and power now we're in a generation where we have the price being the same thing with the, the overall value is clearly in Microsoft's favor. And now when you factor in a 30% delta, that could be a contributing factor to pushing someone to come back to Xbox that might have left. What what are your thoughts on that theory? Yeah, okay. Uh, before I answer that question, um, I want to give a shout out to almost 1,400 uh, viewers live here. Yes. Guys, that's awesome. Hit the like button. Hit Consider the subscribe button. This is all <laughs> anonymous. I, I have to repeat that every time because I really see that people don't know that this is completely anonymous, but you help the content creator out more than you think. So please hit the like button. We have 388 likes and... Yeah, 1,350 viewers. So please get that number up. It is helping boom more than you think. Yeah, it it definitely, I definitely appreciate that, dude. People, listen, here's the thing. The, I don't charge for the like button. It's free, I promise you. And it won't hurt either. Uh, But it does help me navigate the uh, algorithm of, uh, of, uh, of of YouTube, which I don't think anyone actually understands. And this is a small show. <laughs> it, it, it is seeing significant it is. growth. 
but the way it grows better, the way that YouTube realizes that this is potentially something special is by people commenting, leaving, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, sharing it with, uh, you know, out in social media, but more importantly, hitting the like button. Those likes, believe you me, like our community is saying, help more than you could possibly imagine. So, yeah, thanks so much for that. But uh, take it away, Archimedes. Oh, yeah. Power narrative. Um, well, uh, it, it, first of all, um, I, I want to give my opinion on the 30%. Um, because, well, to, to measure that 30% uh, digital foundry really needs the console in their hands. Um, I think the, the we, we it is safe to say that, that there is a, power delta and the power delta is bigger than we had it when the xbox one and ps4 launched um i don't know whether it will turn out to be 30 percent um, and it's sometimes hard to measure that in, in in this kind of quantity because in the end uh, a lot is done with software optimization yeah um so but there is definitely a power delta there and um i think um it is still a surprise for Sony how well balanced that Xbox Series X is in the end, because they not only have the raw computational uh, numbers of uh, higher than than the, than the PlayStation, with the GPU having more teraflops, the G uh, CPU is clocked a little bit higher. Um, well, the SSD is not is the raw SSD speed is is definitely on the PlayStation side, but with the whole velocity architecture, that um, that system is designed so well balanced, and that is definitely something that will give Microsoft a significant edge. I have no doubt about that. Um, will it bring over gamers? Um, I think the Series S will bring over gamers. This is this is what will lure people into the Xbox ecosystem, um, because the power narrative, um, as as important as it is for the reception in social media and so on, um, and on the media sites, um, the the casual gamer, I don't know how much the casual gamer uh, cares for that power narrative when it comes to the comparison of price. If you can have both, for sure, that's a good thing. But in the end, the value proposition is always the thing that probably draws in the most customers, uh, and they are coming from the casual gaming uh, gaming market. And the Series S is what really has the or is the advantage from from Microsoft here. And if they are going to be smart, they will try to market the Series S against. Um, the PS5. Um, the PS5 clearly has the power benefit over the Series S, but the Series S can do a lot of things um, the PS5 can't do. It has a better CPU, for instance. Yeah, um, and so having that uh, with the backcompat promise and the machine learning and um, the value that comes with Game Pass is really something that I think will pull people in. And even if it's in, in in quotation marks, uh, just the second console. Yeah, um, if you are mainly a PlayStation guy with three hundred bucks um, on the table for the Series S, and seeing all those big bangers that will come in into Game Pass, um, I think this is is what will bring people over more than the the raw power of the of the Xbox Series X. 
And I agree. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, I think, again, I, I don't I can't say for sure. And only time is going to be able to tell whether or not someone who bought a PlayStation 5 and was like, you know what? Because of the power, because of the, uh, of the of, of what I can get out of Game Pass, because of the value proposition that Microsoft's only I'm going to get I'm going to get one of those two. I, I don't know if if what I'm saying is correct. I could be completely off kilter here and and, and be 100% wrong about this this generation being a, more of a dual console a support households than ever before. I, I could be wrong. I don't think I'm going to be. I'm to be honest. I think I think I'm spot on with it. But again, it's only time is going to tell. VJ, um, why don't you uh, try and tackle this the best way you can? Because obviously you're, you're you're very the way you speak is fantastic, and you always really break it down to a numbers kind of a game. And the number here is thirty percent. Uh, and uh, and and again, it it it's it's it is a significant of anything. You know, if if you told me that I was going to get um thirty percent more Cheerios in the same box yeah. you were buying. And I was paying five dollars, and you were paying five dollars. I would feel like a champion of justice if I was getting thirty percent more of that um, flame mignon than you were, but we were paying the same price. I'd laugh at you, right? So I'm like, "Ha! Huh, I'm e I'm getting to eat more than you, and I paid the same price." Again, talking about consoles, the 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 again, it's it's. I believe it's it's. Th there is a a, um, a two tier conversation here. We already know the value, what you're getting with Microsoft. We understand the, the value proposition is key. But now the 30% power difference has been confirmed by none other than Digital Foundry, the end all when it comes to tech talk. Do you think that this potential new information could push someone that might have been on the fence or, or, or only bought Sony uh, uh, play, uh, products to play their single player, you know, story driven games. And now they look at Microsoft and they say, wow, that value is ridiculous. And they just got all of these new studios and a lot of new games are coming. What, what, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Um, I'll caveat this first, boom, as in um, I'm not a technical person. And uh, well, me either. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so please take it as a, as a layman's perspective. Yeah. Uh, I don't want people getting excited in the chat. So, <laughs> um, so having said that, um, sort of giving you a layman's take on this specific topic. Um, I'm finding it difficult to fundamentally just accept that there is a 30% power delta until I can see and experience it for myself. Um, no offense, but I, if I was to accept that there is a huge power delta narrative today, I would, I would definitely prefer to instead to take the word of people who are engineers and who have been involved um, in the development of console hardware. And speaking of which, the common stream of thought I've come across seems to be that the specs are not astonishingly different, albeit that they are in the favor of the Xbox Series X. Hypothetically speaking, though, if there is, in fact, a 30% delta, and I would say any delta, uh, boom, whether it's 10%, 15%, 30%, or even 50%, it, it all has, it has weight to it. I believe it would have a bearing on sales in the Americas and abroad, certainly. Um, we all know that brand loyalty plays a part in retaining loyalty and, and keeping people within your ecosystem. However, in the same regard, power, performance, and value also have merit in ultimately swaying one's loyalty. I think we can all agree to that. And I think that's the common theme I've been, I've been hearing right, uh, from all the panel members. 
everyone will have a different perspective and a cascading or diminishing criteria from the most important factor for them when they're acquiring something to the least important factor. And I think that that goes for when you're shopping for a car, a tumble dryer, a washing machine, a hairdryer, a hoover, and obviously in this case, a video gaming console. Uh, I was on a podcast yesterday at Stubbs Gaming's uh, uh, yesterday evening with all the gentlemen uh, being primary and avid Xbox gamers. And we sort of touched upon this, and it was really interesting. They all gravitated to the fact that it was the value proposition, as Mr. Badbit um, uh, mentioned uh, while he was speaking, and games as to why some PlayStation 5 gamers are actually... Uh, and actually, one of the panel members' uh, brothers, uh, he was telling a story, is uh, is it never listens to him, but is actually switching over to Xbox because of friends and family and because wow. of what he's heard. Games and value are the prominent criteria in that conversation, not the power. Um, but I'm not saying it's not important. It just wasn't the priority. We would also do well to remember that the black and white Game Boy, with all its content, saw off competition from, I think it was the NEC's PC Engine GT, the Atari Lynx, the same Sega Game Gear, and Nomad, I believe. Um, also, the, I think there was the SNK Neo Geo Pocket. Yep. And the cute Bandai Wonder Swan, I think. <laughs> All of them, which you know had, were color and uh, handheld machines. The, the other common chain of thought was, as long as the light users are able to play Madden, FIFA, and I think the other one's Call of Duty uh, with their friends, power won't mean so much. So now it comes down to groups of friends, like three or four people in, in a small cell uh, and, and communities, right, that play these uh, uh, MMORPGs and, and, and larger games and PUBG, et cetera, deciding where they're going to apply their trade and play their games this next time around. And I think this is where Sony and Xbox really need to step up in their PR and marketing. And I know they're doing so, but I think there's more to come in terms of how they turn heads, how they convert people, how they retain loyalty. And it's really fascinating that both are going to have different strategies because they're in both different sets, different spheres almost of mm -hmm. attacking this, uh, um, this next gen. Uh, a very interesting topic, Boom. I'm sorry I can't speak more to it, but as I keep repeating uh, on your channel and others, it's all about the content that engages the user's imagination and how it builds and connects communities. That's important. Not the tech and all the palaver that fundamentally surrounds it on a, on a constant basis. But um, anyway, I hope that was helpful, Ben. No, I, I, I again, I, I love how intricate you are when it comes to these topics. And like you, I'm not a technical uh, whiz either. I, I, you know, obviously, I, I just want to, like like a caveman, I want to just plug my console <laughs> into the wall, press power, and go. <laughs> You're doing yourself an injustice there, Boom. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's quite all right. Listen, uh, th again, this is this was a great topic. Everyone, in my opinion, hit a home run here. I want to move on to the next topic. Again, this is this is a bit of a conversation one. One that you maybe some other people aren't talking about, but we are certainly going to talk about it here on the Xbox Factor podcast. And it it's we're going to be talking about uh, Starfield uh, for a second. Uh, Starfield obviously was first announced at Bethesda's E3 show of 2018, and fans of the RPG maker have been awaiting any new information regarding the epic first-person space adventure. Now, many fans who currently own a PlayStation 4 and are considering upgrading this fall to the highly anticipated PlayStation 5 have high or had high hopes to play the new IP on their shiny new consoles. Well, since Microsoft shocked the world with the biggest gaming acquisition in the history of the industry, those dreams may have been crushed 
by a recent article that I pulled from WCCF Tech. And Microsoft has provided some big hints as to how Xbox Game Studios will be handling the recently acquired Bethesda IPs, more specifically Starfield. And in a blog post uh, uh, for Xbox Gaming Partnership and Ecosystems, uh, uh, Vice President Sarah Bond, she had something very interesting to say. And I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation that we're just about to have. She says this. One of the things that has me most excited is seeing the roadmap with Bethesda's future games coming to Xbox console and PC, including Starfield, the highly anticipated new space epic currently in development at Bethesda Game Studios. Now, the question is obviously quite simple, but I think that our answers are going to be complex. Uh, now, look, I'll say this, and Zemi, I'm looking at you. There are some gamers, in air quotes, on this panel that have a different feeling when it comes, when we start talking about exclusives. But I'm interested to know, what, with, with the fact that Halo Infinite being delayed to potentially the end of 2021, and no word on Hellblade 2 or Avowed or even Fable or even the rumored Perfect Dark reboot, which was confirmed that was the game they're working on from Jeff Grubb. Uh, if, you, if you don't know who Jeff Grubb is, shame on you. Um, releasing next year. We, we have no idea. But we do have a striking suspicion that Starfield will be ready for next year. Who knows? The fall is what I'm thinking. The... With all of that information in front of us, here is the big question. Should Starfield remain exclusive to Xbox because of it being the next big AAA first-party Xbox game studio title to be released in 2021? And more importantly, along with this, it's like a two-part of a question. Should it stay exclusive to do two things for Microsoft? sell Xbox Game Pass subscriptions, and more importantly, sell consoles. Zemi, I want to go to you first on this because you are one of our detractors when it comes to, um, you know, obviously exclusives. And, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get three under the bus again. You got booked <clears throat> last time and you were OK with it because that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But Starfield is a big game. It's a triple A banger. As a matter of fact, it could be one of the big AAA bangers that Microsoft releases under their brand of Xbox Game Studios next year. Should this remain exclusive for the reasons I just discussed? Yeah, so, you know, last time we talked about this, I got a tremendous amount of booze. There were a few che uh, cheers, but they were mostly booze. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I will say it like this, right? And, and my, you know, my philosophy about this uh, topic has remained exactly the same. I believe that, you know, what Phil Spencer, what Phil Spencer said was literally what Phil Spencer meant was what he meant. And I believe that the strategy that they should take, what's going to be best for them is making certain Bethesda games timed exclusive. And then, you know, and, and, and putting them on, you know, game pass day and date and doing all that different stuff. And then six months, a year after, um, you know, it initially released, then publish it on PlayStation. And, and, and other relevant, um, you know, um, uh, platforms that they could, right, to, to pick up that back-end revenue that otherwise I believe they would be leaving out on the table. Um, 
But with Starfield, I, I think that, you know, there's other things that do come into play. Um, for instance, you know, what is their release schedule looking like for next year? You know, how many games will they have? Is it going to be a little bit drier than maybe this year was? Is Halo going to actually be ready by that time? Is there another uh, game that 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 they also have um you know, that, that they're uh, hoping to get out and, uh, you know, as big or similar to the size of Halo uh, for 21. Um, and, and if that is the case, then I would say that their strategy should be what I've kind of been, you know, talking about. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. However, if, you know, they are very, very shaky on the idea of having uh, Halo out by, uh, by 2021, or if they just don't really know how many titles they're going to have ready, then yes, sure, make Starfield a exclusive title only available for uh, the Xbox platform. Uh, and, and I think a lot of that just kind of goes into strategy about what they, uh, about what they currently have, um, you know, available coming out in, in 21. Um, however, you know, you know, I, I, I don't think that that one quote, uh, I, I, I apologize. I don't remember her name, but the quote that she uh, put out about how Starfield will be available on the Xbox MP exclusively, you know, um, says that it won't be available on PlayStation. She, yeah, she, it, it she came from Sarah. It came from Sarah Bond. She is the vice president of sure. gaming partnerships and ecosystem. Sure, and she she definitely excluded PlayStation from that quote, but she also didn't rule it out completely. Is the reason I'm saying that, and I believe that that is Microsoft's big strategy right now is not telling you what Bethesda games are going to be coming to uh, to PlayStation and other platforms because they ultimately want you this holiday to go out and buy an Xbox and and, and possibly early next year to buy an Xbox because you don't know where these Bethesda games are going, and I and I think that that definitely goes in their strategy uh and with that said you know i wouldn't completely rule out the possibility of starfield going to a playstation after a timed exclusive or something similar to that nature um but then again i wouldn't rule out it you know remaining exclusive uh due to possibly xbox uh maybe having a drier uh year next year on on big 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 titles to release I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. I, I again, I I think that you know when you talk about you know someone using their best stuff to their advantage, uh, I, this is an opportunity for Microsoft to again. I understand. I actually said it backwards. Microsoft isn't really so much concerned about selling consoles as they are concerned and motivated about selling subscriptions. Now, the console sales, I believe, are going to come in 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 a tremendous amount that they did not see coming. That's just my opinion. You know, um, I want to go to VJ first, uh, next on this, I should say. VJ, to my point, <clears throat> to my point about using the stuff that you have to your advantage, <coughs> Microsoft is in a position right now to take a game like yep. Starfield and move consoles and subscriptions and hearing Phil say what he said and Sarah Bond say what she said and, and even Aaron Greenberg talk about how it's on a case-by-case -case basis, this is one of those cases where I would not put this on the PlayStation. And here's my reason. With PC being brought into the conversation, they don't need PlayStation's money. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even being facetious. I know people are going to say, wait a second, boom, you're leaving money on the table. 
Well, you know what? The same PlayStation folks that said they don't need an Xbox because they could play on PC should go play on PC. That's my opinion to that. that and, and that's my stake in the ground. Um, and if you are one of these folks that use that tagline and you actually don't have a PC, well, then you can buy an Xbox. And I have one for you. Which course, it's called the Xbox Series X or the S. And one is 300 and one is 500. Or you can go buy, you know, build yourself a three thousand dollar rig. That's my that's my advice to to these folks. Yeah. But regarding having the power of a new IP potentially move consoles yeah. and more importantly subscriptions to Game Pass, would you hold this game as an exclusive? Whew. I'm just, I'm just in shock. Boom! I'm going second for a change. <laughs> no, no, I, because I, 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 I know that you're going to have a lot to say. So I promoted you in the Microsoft ranks. I don't have the money to pay you, but no, you've no, been no. promoted. Uh, boom! Just your uh, love and gratitude will be more than enough. Thank you. Okay, so I, I want to be totally clear and transparent about this. Is that um, I, I remember I saw the bashing that uh, Zemi was taking on that on that chat with you, and uh, I thought it was a bit unfair, and, and I was compelled to put in a super chat to support him. And I have had subsequent conversations with him afterwards. So I just want to get that out there. So looking at, um, I think you mentioned Fable. Fable aside, I think that's being built on in-house tech. This is to the first part of your question in terms of when it might might come out. Uh, I think Hellblade 2, Avowed and Perfect Dark, a game that has given me pause for concern, but that's probably for another complete, another uh, uh, podcast, uh, presumably all being built on Unreal Engine 5, uh, an engine not releasing, I believe, until the end of next year and not available even to preview sometime during the first half of next year, right. uh, from what I recall. So to that, what ta that takes me back to Phil's complete transparency and honesty in this specific instance when he clearly said in two years we will see the true next gen games right he wasn't lying he was trolled for it and uh, and i think that he deserves an apology for that from everybody that that did so so that's just my that's my point on that as far as bethesda is concerned it's it's anyone's guess to when starfield will be teased or revealed let alone released i mean um you know that they strive for perfection and you know that once when that game is coming whenever it's coming you can close your eyes knowing it's going to be pretty good. Um, regarding the second question, and this is where things may take a dark turn, I don't know. But anyway, I'll know that if, if the airwaves go silent. Um, on Fox, and, and I may have repeated this, so I do apologize. On Fox and CNN a few weeks ago, Phil mentioned decisions um, will be made on a case-by-case -case basis in regards to the future deployment of IPs and brands that they've acquired uh, via the purchase of ZeniMax. Uh, Aaron, uh, this time for a change, used the exact same vocabulary. Is it, I think it's on is it Dealer, RDX or yes, something? Yes, RDX, a yes. Of, mm -hmm. A couple of nights ago, and he used the exact same vocabulary. So I'm so glad to see that the team's... Uh, actually, it is more in alignment, right? And speaking from the same hymn sheet. That's that's that's. It may be a subtle thing, boom, but I think it's critical, especially in terms of where they want to go and um and and where they are right now. So so some channels and media sites obviously claim that they've deduced from observing and speaking to Xbox officials and insiders that it's nigh unconfirmed Bethesda games will be exclusive going forward. In this instance, you know, I, I would very much prefer to listen to the organ grinder and not the channel owners that believe that they're sleuths or detectives of the highest order. For me, it's like more Inspector Clouseau than Sherlock Holmes, I should say. But anyway, um, what it conveys to me is that Phil is sensibly 
taking the time to observe the business metrics and the forthcoming discovery of information in order to make the right business calls going forward. From a, from a fan's perspective, some of the acquired IP um, is being quite shocking. I mean, we all know it's indeed iconic and part of pop culture, and if not the, how can I put it, the histo historic tapestry, historic tapestry of gaming itself. Um, a few things to think about, though, in the shower, uh, and I've had it on, heard it on good authority. That's where Mr. Badbit does his best thinking. <laughs> Sorry, actually on the toilet, but same room. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the bathroom, so I, I guess it's in the same region. <laughs> um, will it be the, the the first time a set of game iconic IP gaming IPs in the modern era that have traditionally been say multi-format to now go exclusive via platform holder? I couldn't think of anything, and this would totally, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, and it's only based on my sort of. Uh, awareness of Phil Spencer's. It's not as broad as everybody else's on this panel. I, I know you're far more well-versed. Um, so it, for me, it would totally fly in the face of, if not contradict or be construed as lies on, on Twitter in relation to the values and intentions of which Phil Spencer has expressed that he believes in and that are close to his heart in terms of bringing about a gaming utopia. I, I understand Starfield being the exclusive to Xbox uh, designation. This makes complete sense if you're asking me that question. If, if Xbox sorry, uh, uh, decide to go that route, but then considering uh, placing you know the other ip the f uh, um, that they've bought and the future games based on historic ip into game pass day and date which they're going to do right and market the fact that you can play them in quotes for free or pay a 70 dollar um, uh, pay 70 dollars right to experience them on other formats that for me would be a better pr strategy as to what Xbox and Phil stands for, rather than alienating and creating negativity amongst gamers uh, of other formats. It, lead game, what I would say to Phil is, lead gamers to your world, don't force them into it. PlayStation, you've got Starfield exclusive, fine, no one's gonna argue with that. But the other IP, PS5, PS5 owners, if Phil did something like that, made it available for 70 bucks, PS5 owners, I believe, would immediately respect Xbox, just in one fell swoop and not be uh, against it, but be endeared to the brand, if not hopping right over into that ecosystem. Uh, because if they go the other route, I, I, I can't see PS5 owners trading in their consoles all of a sudden to play Fallout or uh, or will they alternatively just, you know, throw out some explicit, some expletives while turning their back on Bethesda and, and Xbox uh, in terms of games, playing, being able to play those games or just move on to other other games, which we don't even know that are coming out, right, from other studios. So my my thoughts on this, and you know this quite well, Boom, is to stop all this trend of uh, tribalism and all the negative connotations it brings out in people. I, I would say to Phil, you have the hardware power uh, dollar ratio value, which we've talked about earlier in, in, the, in the podcast. You've got the studio count and the subscription service narrative as well, which you know, which are fantastic, but everybody harks on about community on Twitter and and, and podcasts and so forth. So I propose be better than Sony and Nintendo in this instance and change the exclusive exclusivity narrative as well to a progressive one. Uh, win on all fronts besides community. Um, to, to a degree, it's also business logic, right? So, and don't get drawn into what every other media channel with strength in numbers seems to be adamant, right? In terms of it must be 100% exclusive, it makes complete sense. 
maybe I'm the one who's completely out of touch, boom. But to me, Sony and Nintendo, and much less so Xbox right now, and, and, in the, and especially the path they seem to be traveling along, are, are, are akin to blocking players and walling off content. I'm talking about Sony and Nintendo here, not, not Microsoft. Which to, so my question is, which to you seems more progressive? Which to you seems like a more of a breath of fresh air? Which action builds and portrays a better leader boom or, or lends to the growth of any community or a gaming utopia for the future? We also might, we all been saying for years, not decades, I remember back from the original um, Xbox, Microsoft's got the money and the power to gobble up Sony, Nintendo, you know, like Pac-Man, for example, right? Um, I'll finish up with something I've already said before on, on this channel, Boom, right? I hope Phil believes, and uh, there is truth to the philosophy philosophy he's been preaching, um, that the industry needs changing and that, the, that he's going to do that, right? And he's going to lead that charge by leveraging and taking advantage of his position and power and, and the bank of Microsoft, right? And wield it to make the changes to the industry for the betterment of everyone's enjoyment and bringing the gaming community to community uh, or communities, I should say, together, all whilst putting an end to the idiocy of tech and exclusivity wars, or at least tried, or at least died, tried dying to do so, right? I, I dare say it, uh, but I'm probably in the minority and monopoly, consolidation, control and division is inevitable, as is the tendency, right, in, in human nature to, to a pretty large degree. Look, I, I mean, like I said, I, I understand that, especially the, the the commentary about Microsoft should uh, lead the charge in being different. Uh, but I, I, I again, I, I would, I, I would, I, I agree with you on your point. I understand, I understand your point. I don't agree because I think that when you look at and, and a lot of people are dropping super chats, which you're going to get to in a minute because people have some great points. But I, I want to bring free bit into the conversation. You know, one of the uh, driving forces uh, in this generation, 3-bit, when you talk about Sony, has been not the power of the console, uh, the power of their exclusives. Uh, that has led the charge of every conversation because of strong first-party exclusives. But more so than that, some second-party or even third-party exclusives, like a Persona 5, you cannot get anywhere else uh i believe you can i think you can play persona 5 on the on a switch i'm not sure but i know that you can't play it on an xbox and people chose to persona's a playstation exclusive. okay so it is a PlayStation. okay well there you go so so it is people chose to buy a playstation or remain on playstation because of these incredible exclusives microsoft with 23 studios or twenty, well, or twenty-three studios and uh, over, uh, what was it? What was the number? Thirty, I think it's thirty-six teams are making games. I'm sorry to say that if that game is not already available, like a Minecraft or uh, you know uh, a Fallout seventy-six or an Elder Scrolls Online, it has to remain exclusive to the Xbox. And I say that because again, they don't need Sony's money. Sony when these games come out, are probably only going to have anywhere between 7 and 10 million uh, consoles out in the market. M Microsoft has already said that these games are coming to PC. That is going to be a 1,000 times more than what both of these consoles are going to have. So their money that they're going to make from these exclusives may not even be the most on the Series X and S and the play or potentially the PlayStation 5. It's going to be from people that play on pc that's a ridiculously large market for you 
Is Starfield a new IP that has a tremendous amount of buzz? Should that remain exclusive on the Series X, S, and PC? First, I want to say, like, uh, hearing all of your different views on this topic is really interesting. And uh, and uh, I, I definitely want to go with... with um, I'm, I'm, my views are, are pretty much aligned with Boom here. Um, if, if you think about the history of, of Microsoft before Phil, Microsoft games didn't even go to PC, right? Not, right. not very often. Um, underneath his leadership, uh, he supported a base of players all through his own ecosystem. Like mobile and PC is still supporting Microsoft while also expanding out into other bases. And if you think about it, like Hellblade 2, right? That was featured on PlayStation. That's not coming to PlayStation, <laughs> you know? Uh, I believe it's the same thing here. And I don't want to disappoint any PlayStation fans, um, but I don't believe these games are coming to PlayStation. And, and luckily, um, with it being Microsoft, you have the ability to play these games on Game Pass. Let's say you don't want to buy an Xbox. You, you have so many different options already and you don't even need to buy an, an Xbox. Um, you could play it on your phone or, or your PC. The, the mobile and PC market are bigger than the console market. I think a lot uh, of yes. people for, forget to, uh, to, to mention that, but like PUBG Mobile, it made $3.5 billion this year. That's, that is more than Microsoft's purchase of Mojang for context. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the mobile market is huge, and that's what Mar Microsoft is tackling with cloud services. They're they're focusing on the mobile and PC audience. Uh, both are both of those are still in their own ecosystem, and they can also have the narrative like, "Hey, we're supporting other people," right? But it's still in their ecosystem, and they they make money through you subscribing to Game Pass on your phone, and they make money if you buy their game on PC, and. Um, you know they don't need PlayStation in that regard. Uh, by that, by their profit margin, which you know I made a video on this, so it's just like it's very fresh in my brain. Um, Microsoft makes five hundred thirty-one dollars every second, and you can look it up. So by the time the deal closes with Bethesda, they already made their money back, and then some. So when Microsoft says a case-by-case -case basis. Um, I, I believe they were referring to the Elder Scrolls Online deal. Yeah, me too. Which is, yeah, which is an MMO service type game, right? And that, that, that's sort of like Minecraft. That's like a very servicey game. And they're referring to the contracted games like Deathloop and Ghostwire, um, which Sony already bought uh, timed exclusive rights to. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're not. <laughs> they're going to be exclusive uh, again. We'll see. But um, games like Hellblade, you can look at what's happening right now. Um, games like Hellblade was featured on PlayStation. It's now going forward as an Xbox exclusive. Um, Obsidian, who worked on Outer Worlds, um, that game was multiplayer, right? Going right. forward, Outer Worlds 2, it's exclusive. Exclusives aren't... I think, I, I think people get kind of confused with the messaging with Phil um saying that oh um he he wants to support everybody and they, and in a way uh he is with within their his own ecosystem right so i think some people are saying like um oh they need playstation's base and if if they uh 
put the game out on PlayStation with, as a time exclusive or anything like that. Um, but their library is is continuing to build up. They don't like by them keeping it on within their own ecosystem. Eventually, people are going to be like, okay, that's actually a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and come on, come on over if they're not already there. Yeah. So if it's not just Bethesda, like let's say, oh, I'm not interested in Fallout or, or whatever the case is, they're they're. Their game. Look at the studios they just purchased. Right, that's going to build and build. And I, I think that I think that's Microsoft's mindset. But uh, yeah, that's that's my stance on that. No, and, and and it's a strong point. Listen, I know a lot of people drop super chats in. What we're going to do is we're just going to continue with the topic, and I will get to every one of these super chats as we get we close out the show. Archimedes. I'm interested to hear your opinion on this because obviously for many years we've heard Xbox has no exclusives, they have no games. We know we know that we know the mantra. We don't have to go over it again. But this is an opportunity for Microsoft to take a 7.5 billion dollar uh investment in Bethesda and and Zenimax Studios and lock that behind a paywall. Very similar. A lot of people in the chat, well, what about Spider-Man? What about, you know, all these different games that they offer that you'll never see anywhere else? I mean, you'll be lucky to even see them on PC, let alone on an Xbox platform. And Starfield, it has a huge amount of buzz. What equals uh, uh, with buzz? Sales, money, capital. And if you can say that you can only play this on an Xbox it's going to move Xboxes. If you can say you can also play it on PC, it's going to move people to potentially not only buy the game and Microsoft gets to 30% from Steam or Microsoft Store, which is 100% or wherever else, but people are going to be like, wait a second. I don't actually have to pay for the game. I just have to subscribe for $15 a month and I get all of this other stuff? Oh, I'm signing up. Is this important? Is this a title? Is this a new franchise important enough to keep locked behind the, pay, uh, the 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 Microsoft banner that supports the consoles and PC. Oh, absolutely. Um, I get where Sammy and BJ are coming from. Um, Microsoft has changed the game, uh, how the video industry works um, over the last few years, um, or especially the console business works. Um, they have done that, and uh, for them, not having uh, Starfield as an exclusive would definitely be a game changer. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen because um, all the moves Microsoft is making, um, they are making with with one goal only, and that is to lure you into a Game Pass subscription. That's yep. their end game. And with every everything they are doing, you always have to think about it this way: How can they grow Game Pass? This is this is their, their basic question when it comes to these decisions. And when they said uh, we decide things uh, on a case-to-case -case basis, yeah, that's like you said, the Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76. They also have a uh, two studios now that make mobile games um, uh, in the in the Cinemax realm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, those, of course, those won't come now to um the xbox ecosystem exclusively they will stay on android on ios and whatsoever yeah but the 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 these single player games these um even some some of the multiplayer games um the the elder scrolls the fallouts the dooms the wolfensteins um and so on those those will become exclusives because that's what they need to grow 
Game Pass and that's how they try to make the money back they invested. The 7.5 billions don't make them up for themselves. And with that being said, we also have to consider, is Microsoft willing to give um, Sony a cut of 30% in their sales? Because that's what the, what Microsoft would have to pay to Sony uh, for each copy sold on on the PlayStation, um, and I don't think that this is going to happen. Um, Starfield um, is definitely one of those games um, that will pull people over um, to give Game Pass a try. Um, and once you have that subscription, it's it's hard to cancel it because you get so much with it. Um, and and th I think this is going to happen very soon. Um, we you touched on this earlier. Um, um, Starfield is probably closer than we think. I think also a 21 release um, is more than likely. We, we know that Bethesda um, and Todd Howard especially is someone who really do, does not announce the games uh, until very close to launch. Um, yes. I think Fallout 4 was three or four months uh, before launch. Um, so this is um, this is what's going to happen here. And we have seen every executive from Microsoft, every uh, uh, executive that is speaking up in public, talk about Starfield. We have heard Major Nelson. We have heard Phil Spencer. We have heard Aaron Greenberg. We have had Sarah Bond, Matt Booty. Everyone talks about... Um, when uh, when it comes to the Cinemax deal um, about Starfield, and they are not doing that because the game is years out. Yeah, this is the next big game that will come out um, of this deal, and it will be the first exclusive um, game uh, Bethesda game uh, to the Xbox ecosystem, probably in twenty one. Yeah, no, I, I and I agree, and I think it's it's a big one. Uh, it's a big one. Uh, what I want to do is I'm going to bring Joe into the conversation. Joe, I, I, I just want you to know you have been promoted. You're no longer a part of PlayStation Nation. You now work for Microsoft, so get ready. Um, seeing the seeing yes. the success of Sony's 112-plus million consoles sold this generation, it's easy to say, and I think it's, I think it's even logically uh, a, a stable to say that the exclusives made a big difference now granted spider-man 18 million glass of us 2 god of war 10 million uh, uh, uh horizon zero dawn 10 plus million now again again their marketing was key in these in these sales they had they had key deals like call of duty they had they had FIFA, they had Madden at, at one point. Microsoft got that back, but this exclusives has always been their strong suit. Sony Sony lived and died on this hill by the exclusive content that they were able to not only produce themselves, but get locked behind the PlayStation banner, like um uh Persona, Persona 5, right? That's a, that was a big one for them, and and, and quite a few others. Bloodborne. B B Bloodborne is another one. A huge title. Your game of the generation, as we know. I mean, this is a fact. Starfield yeah. is going to be a big game. Regardless. I don't know. I mean, again, it's the new engine. It's going to be the first time that they're using this new engine. It, it, we've seen some screenshots. looks amazing if those are real. Everyone has high hopes for this game. A lot of buzz behind it. For you, seeing what Microsoft is looking to do to build the future of Xbox, would you wearing the Microsoft hat, keep this locked behind 
the Xbox banner, of course, PC being involved in the conversation. Well, I think one thing that we all have to keep in mind is that it's been 2,024 days since the original launch of Bloodborne. (laughs) I think that should always be in our minds every day when we wake up and before we go to sleep. Keep that in your noggin. Um, When it comes to Starfield, um, I'm I'm kind of all over the place with the Bethesda deal. When it comes... I I kind of side to the fact of of you and Archimedes, and I could also see the side that is Zemi and, and, and VJ here, and I think the the to answer your question, will will Bethesda games come to PlayStation? The the I'll answer that question with a question. Is Game Pass on PlayStation? No. No. Pro- then probably not. Uh it also though dictates or, or, or that decision will be dictated on what the systems look like sales-wise, market share wise, uh, by the time those games come out. So, you know if if PlayStation has another remarkable lead that they've they had this generation then yeah chances are you're going to see some Bethesda games on PlayStation they 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 want to make that return on investment that's a 7.4 billion dollars that's that's you know a one and a half Star Wars so this is a big investment for them um no matter the size and scope of the company it's it's big so they want to make sure that they're making their return on investment and they want to do that fast. And so when you hear Phil Spencer, you hear any of these talking heads talk, um, you know, it, it when they say case-by-case case basis, it's a case-by-case case basis. We can assume one thing or the other, but I don't want to put my, my you know, I don't want to bet, put all my money on one horse uh, as well. Because when they say case-by-case case basis, they are really looking at the IP and going, okay, Let's see what we can get away with putting it on one platform, putting it on both, or putting it on everything. <laughs> you know, again, Zenimax still has a publishing arm. What? It, what? What? How does that publishing arm work? How will it work? Um, that's something to also consider because Microsoft it theoretically really doesn't need that publishing arm what is that what is that going to be used for how are how are they going to fill what empty space are they going to fill with Zenimax publishing these are things to consider um so like is it a case by case you know i is is starfield starfield makes sense because you didn't solely announce it on all consoles Mm. right this is a whole brand new ip so it would make sense if starfield is a place or sorry isn't playstation bound uh at the same exact time when people like Terra take out that xbox you know uh wired post coming to pc and xbox that's classic marketing 101 that is literally two png images if you if if you went over to the playstation land the playstation blog when you're taking a look at call of duty they're not going to advertise on xbox or also on you know xbox they're you know they're not going to tell you that or Xbox isn't going to tell you that Cuphead's also available on Switch and and uh, and PlayStation. So, you know, it really can go either way. And no matter what, it, it like to me, it just it is what it is. And I want to I want to like you know I want to my previous point give credit to Ainsley um, when I was on the Bitcast, him stating that yeah, like some of it is just pure marketing talk because they just they just don't know yet. 
It is, you know, the ink hasn't even dried yet. That deal is going to be done mid mid year next year. So I lean on no. I and uh, you know my community took it way better than I thought it they would. They're just like, all right, fine. Well, if I have to buy an Xbox, I guess. Um, for me, if I if I'm Xbox, I'm definitely taking a look at some of the smaller titles that don't sell or don't don't have the biggest returns. And making those Xbox exclusive, getting people to be normalized to that fact. But I don't know if you want to close out the big ones like your Elder Scrolls or your Fallouts to to the Xbox ecosystem. It really just, everything will be dictated on where the market will be in four to five years. And I don't know if anybody could really, really see where the industry is in the five ten years that uh an elder scrolls will come out or a, a fallout to me i think that again those are your best chances for being on multiplat but they don't really need to depending on how big game pass is by that mark they don't need to they really don't and depending on where game pass is is the biggest thing you know yeah. so to me i lean on no and i think starfield's gonna be an exclusive and that's a good get for for Microsoft because yeah, like what what drew people into the PlayStation ecosystem? Yeah, are PlayStation exclusive games. On the same token, we are seeing PlayStation exclusive games jump on over to PC because they want to see revenue. But at the same exact time, again, this is why it's such a it's such a complex uh, answer. PlayStation's projection or. or the way PlayStation makes their money is so different than how Xbox yeah. makes their money. Their business model. The, yeah, yeah, they have two totally different business models at this point. So to me, it makes sense that Xbox, you know, wherever Game Pass goes, those games will go. Wow. Wow. That's well, I mean, listen, it, it, it really great stuff as you, as always, everyone completely knocked it out of the park. We went a little bit longer because obviously we, 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 we jumped on the, um, the first topic for Logan than I thought, but it, listen, all great conversation. Let me just catch up with some of these super chats and we'll get everyone out of here. We have a DOS, uh, X, Dropping an outstanding five dollar super chance says Series X just doesn't have the power crown. It also has more and better features. Synergy. I mean, again, we're gonna, we're going to see it. I, I I want to see the the digital foundry breakdowns with consoles sitting next to each other, and, and we're gonna and we're gonna see just not just them, but everyone is that that is into tech specs. We're going to be breaking these systems down in just a couple of weeks. Fun speculation drops an outstanding five dollar super chance says Force and Horizon Japan. More amazing with Tokyo daylight, uh, day and night cycle, and weather. Um, Horizon to be uh, in a big city for first time. Insert drool emoji here. Yeah, dude. It, if they got, if they were able to drive through Tokyo, that would be pretty epic. We have Brandon Fox. Uh, oh no, Bando Fox, I should say, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Says, "Been with the Xbox for thirteen years. I play it all. We all, we have came a long way since uh, Super Mario Brothers. LOL. But do you think the Dreamcast will return Power Stone? My God, I wish it would. I'd even buy just an HD remaster." of uh, Power Stone 1 and 2. And I actually still have my Dreamcast with 86 games in storage. I mean, that's my favorite system of all time. And real quick, to shout out the man, the myth, the legend himself, 
who made everyone's day. It's Eagles fan 76. That is the gentleman that gave the Costco information, folks. So let's give him a big round of applause. Uh, Eagles fan, thank you for not only being a fan of this show, but we are now a fan of you because you helped out more people today than you actually realized, my brother. He says this after dropping a final super chat. Boom. So glad everyone was able to get uh, a Series X from my post right before the show started. I'm behind on the show due to helping his best friend get a Series X. My God, you are a, a, a savior of saviors, my friend. Thank you so much for that. And Everborn Saga, who you heard on Primetime Gaming a couple weeks ago, he says something quite thought-provoking after dropping a $5 which has this question. Why do people buy a PlayStation? The answer is exclusives. Question, why should people buy an Xbox? Answer, for games that will eventually come to PlayStation. That is a fantastic point, and I absolutely agree. We have Mr. Tushy, good friend of the show, drops a $2 super chat and says, shout out to Sam Fox for stealing VJ's bacon sarnie. <laughs> I apologize unreservedly, boom. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to explain to me what 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 a sarni is. Uh, in, 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 once we go off the air, um, effing nuisance drops a very generous five dollars of jazz that Netflix, Netflix Prime, etc. All have exclusives to bring people to their ecosystems. Same as PlayStation. So why can't Microsoft? Great point. Infoblade drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "So Sony should follow suit and put Spider-Man, Horizon, uh, Last of Us, and Uncharted on other platforms. Th uh, think that uh, think that'll happen. Microsoft, keep your games. I agree." Eagles fan once again drops another two dollars super chat and says, "I'm sorry, Xbox is already the most open platform. I agree." Bando Fox drops an additional super chat for $2 and says, Fable is what brought me to Xbox. It has been 30 years. I'm assuming you mean gaming. Well, good on you, brother. You're old. You're an old man like me. Um, Infrablade drops another outstanding $5 super chat and says this, Street Fighter V, Spider-Man on PlayStation only. This yep. is sheer fanboyism wanting to keep Sony strong with games and Microsoft a joke with no games. Strong point. Ricky Brown drops a very generous $5 super chances. I can't believe we are here again. For the last time, Game Pass only. If Sony wants the games, buy an Xbox Series X or S. And I agree with that. We have uh, uh, Jocks. Cockerel drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, great discussion. Console gamers only make up 1% of game of gamers. That's, that's strong. A very good friend of the show, Philly Eagle, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, don't be naive. Xbox ecosystem is on console, PC, and mobile. They don't need PlayStation ecosystem to make money. Stop. PlayStation doesn't need the Xbox ecosystem either. I agree there as well. And Clapper Dan drops a very generous $5 super chat. I don't believe in the idea that Xbox should lead in ending exclusives. They tried that back uh, back in 16 when third party and Sony didn't, sh uh, didn't uh, show up at all. I mean, that's a good point. And our good friend, Smitty Smith, uh, one of the community's finest, drops a $5 super chat. says, Microsoft's got to keep everything exclusive except for Elder Scrolls Online. I also would throw in there Fallout 76. Also, last I checked, Reebok doesn't sell Jordans, the Book of X. And you are absolutely correct about that. But listen, folks, this has been a great show. A record-breaking show. We had nearly 1,400 people here. That is really a big deal, considering that I only have uh, 6,000 subs, so a little over 6,000 subs. To have that many people here 
is a, is is telling and is also extremely humbling to be honest with you uh these are numbers that dealer has seen these are double numbers that randall thor and jez corden on the xbox two podcast have seen and the fact that i'm in that same conversation of as the of those guys who i look to as not only industry leaders in our field of work for podcasting but as just as community leaders i am tremendously humbled to be in that conversation so thank you so much and of course thank you for the unbelievable amount of super chats that have come in once again um like i said we are um i, I say we mrs boomstick and i are taking these super chats and we are reinvesting into the brand by giving back as much as we can. And obviously we did that the last couple of weeks. We obviously have the big giveaways coming in the beginning of November and we have the, the Christmas with boom special, which we are going to be giving away a lot of prizes. And uh, I look forward to actually going over that as we get closer to the holidays, but let's get into the introductions and we'll start with our special guest three bit. Once again, you held your own and obviously, you are a power professional, in my opinion. Thanks so much for hanging out for two-plus hours. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. But more importantly, subscribe to your outstanding and growing YouTube channel. Yeah. For uh, First, I want to say thanks, Boomstick, for uh, <laughs> for uh, letting me on the show. And, and thank you, the whole panel. You guys are all amazing. Um with your topics and your and different views and it, it educates me as i'm also um <laughs> stating my my opinions and stuff like that so thank you uh boomstick for that and thank you to the panel um you guys can follow me on twitter it's the vghd uh sort of like you see in the picture and uh, my youtube channel is the video games hd Okay, well, listen, dude, we're gonna we're gonna push your channel. Obviously, this certainly will not be the last time you're on this program. Uh, we we love that we, what you bring to the pro, you know to each show. You were on too, and I think you handle yourself very well. And I and I think people should head over and check out his. I, I've been listening to his content. It is it is very well done. So head over to his YouTube channel. Give this guy a sub. I can guarantee you, if you like me, I think you're going to dig his work. Next up, Zemi, you are obviously our chef in training. We need you to put some more content up there for sure i want to see a brisket i want to see some some barbecue i want to see a whole bunch of stuff uh but also you are not only a community leader but you're also an amazing content creator as well as a twitch streamer tell everyone where they can follow you on social media but more importantly check out the other mediums that you're on man brisket is so good it I is, mean, it is really especially very few things in life especially oh. if it's tender <laughs> my god i love brisket uh but anyway yeah so you guys can follow me i i have uh two youtube channels the first one's called zimmy games it's uh all gaming oriented uh gaming news tutorials and reviews uh my second youtube channel is called zimmy eats where i have been slacking tremendously but i still have hope in my heart of hearts that i will one day put more cooking videos on there uh what to expect on that channel is um food reviews and cooking recipe videos slash tutorials uh, you guys can also follow me at Zimmy Games on Twitter. Uh, I say this during all the shows, and I truly mean it every time I say it. Um, you know, if you heard something on today's show that I said that you, you know, that you disagree with, and I'm sure there's probably a lot out there today. Um, or if you heard something on today's show that you agreed with that I said, always feel free to uh, throw me a DM. I love interacting with the community, meeting new people, and just having, you know, just amazing conversations uh, around gaming. So feel free to uh, send me a DM and, and follow me on Twitter. 
Twitter. Uh, and then I also am now streaming on twitch.tv. You guys can follow me over there. Um, uh, uh, by Zimmy games is the, is the name on there as well. And I stream a variety of games, RPG shooters, online games and single player games all alike. And uh, this Friday at 1 PM, me and Mr. Boomstick himself will be jumping back into man of Madon. Uh, And trying to kill everyone, trying to make sure that everyone in that game dies a brutal, horrible death. (laughs) Uh, So we can get a hundred point achievement. Yes. Well, just remember, folks, this is coming off the heels of us having everyone survive in our last playthrough. Yeah, no, no, it was incredible. Like I felt like there was just like it was so rewarding to 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 get that good ending where everyone survived and no one got locked up in Guantanamo Bay. It was it was fan freaking tastic. And uh, me and Boom, we have plans to play uh, the newest uh, Man of uh, or I guess um, what's it called? Like the anthology, New Hope. Like, new right? Hope. Well, it, Little Hope the is dark the new pictures. one. The yes, dark pictures. Right. We're we're gonna be playing like the new dark pictures game, which is called Little Hope. It looks uh, scary. Plans... It looks good. It looks even scarier than Man of Madon. Mm. So well, yeah. Tune tune in Friday afternoon after breakfast with Boom uh, on uh, Zemi's YouTube channel. Uh, we'll go to you next, Joe. Joe, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations once again on getting a Series X. Thanks to, of course, the information from. Uh, Eagles fan seventy six. Uh, do me a favor, brother. Pimp your new podcast that went out. Was it today or yesterday? Today. It, it, it went out today. today. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, so his new content is available on the Trophy Room. Tell everyone where they can help you get past 2,000 um, followers on Twitter so you can have people uh, lay their coats down while you walk over puddles. And more importantly, okay. tell everyone about your outstanding content. Well, you can find me over at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast uh, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. We talk about the PlayStation 5 teardown, what we liked, what we didn't like, screwdrivers and such. Uh, And then the new trophy system, the new changes, Astrobot Playroom actually looks like a ton of fun. All that jazz you can find over there at the Trophy Room. Again, you can find that over at Bad Bit Games, the video version. Uh, Bad Bit Games, a YouTube channel where I talk about all things games news reviews and unboxings you can follow me over at mr Badbit on twitter you can follow the trophy room at ps trophy room on twitter we have some huge news hopefully by next week some really big stuff some big very uh, big opportunities coming our way can't wait to talk about it nice. and uh nice. yeah really really big surprises been working on five projects Wow, so after this after you. this podcast, I got more work to do. Well, listen, thanks so much, so much for being here. Congratulations on whatever is coming your way. Boxer Bear, you have been exploding on the scene. Your content has been viewed by thousands, and, and for good reason. It's strong content. It's informative. But more importantly, it's done professionally. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media to potentially strike up a conversation, but tell them about your YouTube channel, which crossed 1,000 subs and is growing at record paces and where they can subscribe to that incredible channel. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. I uh, really appreciate it, and thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, the channel has been doing really well lately. Um, it, it's been three weeks since I passed the 1,000 subscribers, I'm, and now I'm at 1,600, um, nice. which is really strong growth. Um 
And I really, truly do appreciate all the support. So thank you for everyone who has subscribed already. And if you are interested in a commentary video channel um, that um, does not cover the daily news, but is more of a, a channel that covers um, certain topics of the industry once a week, um, then check it out at Boxenberger. Um, yeah, and if you like it, um, yeah, leave a leave a uh, subscription there and you can also find me on twitter at boxenberger playstation network on xbox live everywhere it's boxenberger and yeah let's talk games well listen again you, you you bring a lot to the community you bring a lot to the content creation community and i'm happy to see that you've seen record growth uh you certainly deserve that and vj you have been making the rounds my friend and certainly not in no way least of the conversation not sure. only are you a panel member here you're also a panel member with our very good chaps at green pass gaming uh as well as with clowns on four guys with quarters T tell everyone about these programs but where could people reach out to you and again potentially strike up a conversation with you on twitter uh, thanks boom yeah you mentioned those shows i'm on those and i'm on one or two others sporadically when i'm invited on as a guest and uh yeah if um if anybody wants to have a chat with me just uh give me a little bit of time as it comes it's very very difficult to come up with uh counter arguments especially to popular views um but at least it keeps things more interesting and uh so if you're interested in any of that sort of thing you can find me here and and on the shows uh that you've mentioned boom and uh as always boom uh thanks for having me on and um three bit i don't know why boom but three bit when i listen to him he's i i get this um this cybernox vibe and i have to like sometimes do a double take right <laughs> <laughs> he did actually kind of guys this a bit of a cybernox uh voices are very very similar yeah um, but, uh, yeah just the mannerisms and tone but yeah uh, thanks for having on boom thanks for having me on boom and uh, i really appreciate it and um but yeah yeah everything's good and um i've got a couple of days off now till sunday Yes, well, go enjoy yourself. Uh, rest that voice, yours, and everyone. I want to thank you so much for being here, making this another record-breaking show. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed enough before you, uh, you know, you left out of here that you hit the like button, share this on social media, let other people know about the Xbox Factor podcast and how professional that we are. At least I like to believe that we are. And uh, I'll close out with uh, today's show, like I do every show, and that's something that I that's important to me. But hopefully, one day will be important to you, and it's something that my dad taught me when I was a kid and it lasted through my NYPD career of 21 years plus continues to stay with me to this day. It made me a better man and a better human being more, more importantly. And that is this treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox factor podcast.